This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. Hey, buddy. As well as Tyler Bow. Tyler Bow! He and What's I finally going? had a show together. <laughs> finally yeah. had a show together. At last. At last. I, I want to thank our sponsors. Ameri- At last. Thank you. I want to thank our sponsors, American <laughs> Icon Autographs, AIASE.com, the best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. Signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. Their past signings have included Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlies Conan, and more. This guy who uh, is in charge, Sean, he is the man. So check their website to find out who's signing next. Go to their events, meet their celebrities, and build your man cave. Also, uh, tip a fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. Uh, I can't tell you how many fighters have two, three, four jobs. Well, now the fans can make a difference. It's not a charity. It's 100% pay for performance. We reward fighters for exceptional performance. It's safe. It's easy to do. Come on, you tip all kinds of people. You tip a cab driver, an Uber driver, a waitress, a stripper. Some, sometimes a barista, like people at, the, at a counter that have a tip line. Do you ever feel like, well, there's a tip line. I guess I should give them something. Exactly. Right? I can't tell you. I do shows. People tip me all the time, and I take it, and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. So, tipafighter.com. Find out who's on their roster. Someone we're talking to today. Kevin Lee is uh, also oh, a tipafighter. So, if you like the way, if you like the, way that, uh, the phenom, if you like the way the phenom, Kevin Lee is on the show, you can tip him. So, also, I want to thank Decipher, the lifestyle firm. It is... Uh, I love these guys. It's a lifestyle firm dedicated to make your life better. Today's world is full of difficulty. Why not make life easier? Decipher, D-I-C-Y-P-H-E-R, is a company designed to cover a wide range of issues, all with the goal of making life painless. They specialize in life coaching, mental coaching, negotiations, personal advising, even business consulting. All services designed to help you maximize your full potential. I'm telling you, they take a no-bullshit approach to a coaching. The coaching is done by phone rather than in person, so allowing clients the ability to reach them at any time. They've helped out celebrities, MMA fighters, porn stars, boxers, and many more. You know, it's funny. They recently helped me. I was trying to decide whether or not to go with a flavored condom, and they were like, it's a hooker. Who fucking cares? <laughs> nice. So, hell of a decision, guys. Save me $3. So, decipher, D-I-cipher.com. Book a coach today. So, uh, and, by the way, enter Dodgeball for 10% off all services. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. So, uh, how's everybody doing? Everybody doing good? Good, man. Going yeah. back to Vegas tomorrow night. Sat- Friday night, if you're in Vegas, I'll be at the South Point. Oh, you nice. Dirty at 1230? Yeah, dirty at 1230, man. One of my home show. shows there. Good for you. Dirty yeah. at 10. Uh, nice. Are you, are you doing Saturday too or just Friday? Just Friday. Okay, cool. But, I'm, Greg, you're pretty much always dirty. That's why so, I'm a perfect fit for why that just, show. Why just restrict yourself to 12.30? Well, listen, I don't. <laughs> he's, dirty at, he's like dirty at 4.30 in the no, afternoon. Yeah, 5.30 no, the and 6.30 is, and yeah. 7.15. And 
You should have heard my 10 a.m. act today. It was so filthy. It was all about uh, mid-fight boners. And <laughs> I was actually having a rough, uh, rough go. I actually, uh, after Monday's show, I went and coach wrestling. That was awesome. And then, uh, actually, we talked about this, right? On Tuesday, we did that. And then uh, Tuesday, I took, I took the night off. I had a date Tuesday. Uh, and but you took the night off. Yeah, I took the night off. I had, I had from comedy from, from or comedy. from the dating too. From comedy, I had I had, I had a date. We went out for dinner. I love and, it. Uh, this guy, I, I don't know what he's more addicted to, comedy or pussy. No, 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 no. This a- is, so I actually met a girl who I actually like. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, so, but you know, it was just doing. Is but, it the girl I met with you? Uh, met you with at the hospital? No, 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 no. It was another girl. Okay, uh, but uh, can we talk about that girl? No, no, no. She's okay, she's a cool check. she's a cool chick. That girl's a cool chick too. I, you know, I'm I'm not committing anything. Right now, I'm, I'm just yes, don't yes, because that's what I do. I, I commit way too fast, and I you get do. stuck in these situations. Yes, so I'm just keeping my, my eyes open. You know, here's the thing: it, it's it, it is possible for you to not be on whore fest mm-hmm. and not be in a relationship at the same time. Yes, yes, you seem to think that it's either whore fest or relationship with no time in between. You you're actually right, you're right. Uh, Angie Everhart sometimes right. I used to do a podcast with her. Yeah, and, and in the '90s, she was one of the most famous women in the up. world. Okay, so I went on this date, uh, and it was one of those things where I just knew right away we just didn't have it. You know, like you just yeah, that's you, easy to see. Sometimes you just it was a, a Tinder date, and yeah. we sit down. And I think she could see the dis- disappointed in my eyes, like of just she just knew. You don't that look this like was, your picture. Well, you were tired already, so I'm sure you weren't exactly hiding your emotions. Well, well. I was trying to because I was, but there was one of those things where the girl kept laughing at all her own jokes in the middle mid sentence. Like now, the joke was even she just kept laughing about everything she said, yeah. and it was like. Uh, she was a cool, a nice Asian woman. She was sweet, but it just wasn't, we weren't really connecting. So like, after you banged her, just that, There was no banging. I just went out for dinner. And then uh, at one point, she's like, she talked about how she liked going through like Europe, you know, and like how she would hitchhike through Europe and Australia. One Ooh, of these like, so she's got some wild diseases. And I was, I was, I was like, yeah, you know, it's probably, it's, it's, it's probably not. Hey, listen, you don't hitchhike through Europe and Australia and not come back with the kangaroo clap or some shit. <laughs> well, I, I told her, I said, I go, it doesn't seem very safe to do that. She's like, oh, most guys who pick me up don't have guns. I well, go. That's the real concern. I go. Uh, guns. But, I go. Yeah, but they've gonorrhea. I go, but they have cocks. You know, <laughs> and which, which she, she has kinda, no problem with those. Well, I was just. I'm more about about getting raped. I'd be so concerned about hitchhiking. You know, you, I wonder how many guys pulled out a gun and she was like, "You don't need a gun." <laughs> It was, it was rough. I it will was... fuck you anyway. Just drive me to a Heidelberg. Yes, that's a, that's the very. Thank you for the offensive accent. No, I'm just, <laughs> are I'm... any of my accents not offensive? No, absolutely Have I done not. One that isn't. Absolutely not. So, Ireland hates me. They do. Uh, <laughs> we'll, and we'll talk about the UFC Ireland. But Jamaica loves you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Ireland, uh, the UFC was supposed to be in Ireland. It's going to be in Ireland this week. Yeah. And first, the uh, Ben Rothwell Stipe Miocic fight gets canceled, yeah. and now it got rescheduled. Stipe is actually fighting Arlovsky in January, so Rothwell got totally screwed. And now, today, yesterday, the Joe Duffy fights off. Yeah. So, so they got no fights. So yeah, they the, have they have a straight undercard. Well, they got some good guys, but uh, it's the main. The main event is Patty Holahan, who uh, against Louis Smolka, which, which, which literally is, sounds like a name. They're like, no, 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 like that they made up. Like, no, no, no we. 
We uh, we got uh, Patty Holahan yeah, headline yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fight, right? Harlan? It Wasn't sounds it? like a rematch of a fight that happened last week at a bar or a <laughs> yeah. pub. You know, yeah. they're like, "I'll see you next week when we fight in the UFC." <laughs> that like the guy from Dodgeball who threw. Wrenches. Was yeah. that Patches of Hulahan? Yeah, Patches of Hulahan. Patches of Hulahan. Yeah, that's, that's right. his cousin. His cousin's fighting. If you can dodge a wrench, <laughs> you can dodge a ball. So, yeah, so no, he's, that, that was my favorite rip torn roll, by the way. Go on. Oh, I just. Nothing. Thanks, Tyler. The timing is impeccable. It is. Uh, that, that's, that's why I bailed on it, because <laughs> it was already shot. This it's is why good to have us both on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hector, uh, so by the way, so Louis Smoko, who I like, he's 10 and 1, he's Hawaiian. Uh, Patty Houlihan is 9 and 1. Uh, that's, that's the main event. Reza Madadi, who is fighting Norman Park. I love Norman Park. He's this crazy Irish dude. But Reza Madadi actually uh, went to jail for stealing purses. He actually beat Michael Johnson. Uh, I think it subbed him, I think, in the second round, and it goes to jail. Oh, I thought you were going to say he beat him at stealing purses. No, he actually <laughs> he, 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 got to, he was banned for stealing purses. He had to go to jail for that. And now this is his first fight back. Um, yeah, but uh, say, while he was kicked out of the UFC, he was accepted into the Wu-Tang Club. <laughs> yeah. so, so, how much time did he get for stealing purses? I think like a year. What? And then actually Norman was talking about uh, uh, don't try to pick up the soap during the fight. He was tweeting him. like. He's in jail like, who's my daddy? Who's my daddy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Dalby's fighting Darren Till. The Dalby's 14-0. Till's 13-0. It should be a good fight. Um, John, Dos, the, John De Los Reyes versus Neil Siri. Um, John's from Guam. i got a roof for the guy. From, I've actually been to Guam. I, I went to do a comedy show for the troops in Guam. They've got Mexicans in Guam? <laughs> they're, they're Guam. The Guam people are huge. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Guam, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like Samoans and, and Hawaiians. They're those big island people. I ended up going to a strip club in Guam. Oh. Uh, I went to like 12 it, of them. It was, there was only room for one dancer. <laughs> I gave a stripper a lap dance in Guam. I swear to well, God. It's because you were in better shape. No, she was a white chick. Uh, I, actually okay. went, I actually went back to, I went to in the green room i go to the vip room i go i'll give you a dance she's like okay i gave her a dance it was fun did you, whip your, you whip your dog out? I, I did back, nice, back out there yeah. it, but but nothing nothing uh i ended up going back with her slept over there and she wouldn't really put out it was like i did made out with her but did she tip you yes oh, I, that's I, I, I was a tip a dancer um <laughs> so uh yeah and then then there's some good fights actually like isling daly's fighting on the undercard uh cathal pendred He's fighting Tom Breeze. Breeze is 8-0. I'll tell you, Robert Whiteford, who I like, he's an American top team guy. He's fighting Darren Elkins. He actually just followed me. Shout out to Robert. That should be the fight of the night, uh, the Robert. And Robert Whiteford listens to, <laughs> listens to our, 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 our podcast, which is good. So, <laughs> I just yeah, want to give you some fucking pasta or something. Just get you some energy. By the way, Bubba, Bubba Jenkins walked in, guys, uh, in up? case you didn't know. Yeah. Well, CPT time. But, yes, <laughs> Bubba, seemed, you do seem very kind of lethargic. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. You're chilling? Man. I'm focused. I'm ready to go. I'm 29 days out from beating the brakes off of Jordan Parsons. Yes. <laughs> I was at ASU, man. I told you how I saw yeah, it to your old you stopping grounds. Yeah, my, my wife was like, I wonder what that conversation was about. <laughs> Good I, old days. Yeah. I don't know how you did it at ASU, man. Man. Talk I'll about Parsons. Well, I, I, I tell ass. people all the time, if I went to Penn, if I went to Arizona State for my first four years, I probably would not have become the national champion I was. It's because I went to Penn State, where it's a little bit colder and a little bit more strict on yeah. the on the athletics and, and the schooling. That it was like, okay, I know how it is to to become great. And then when I went to ASU, I was just like, oh man, I gotta. It's gonna be hard to keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to that. To I went to Mill Street, man. Holy shit, the women there. It was there was no we, we invited strippers to meet us there. They were the most clothed girls. 
Like you, yeah. you'd be like, who? If you said, who are the strippers here? It's too you hot to wear clothes. You, just naked chicks. I mean, and, in, and, in the classroom. Uh, oh my god! In the classroom, it's it ain't like the learn. teachers are like you know put clothes on. You yeah. know, they're just like, all right, we'll see you. On it's Tuesday. hard to learn when most of the blood is flowing <laughs> to your dick. <laughs> it's also yeah. hard. Like at this point, like I'm 37. I don't know. Greg's 60. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tyler, how old are you? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm married. Okay, thank you. But at this point, like now, girls, at, at a certain point, you get you get old enough as a guy where girls get hotter just by being younger. Like yeah. just the fact that she's twenty, oh, totally. Just the fact she's twenty three. Yes, she's just gained two points. It's that, no, it's like home field advantage. If you're under twenty five, you get an automatic three point bump. Yes. <laughs> so if you're a six, but you're a twenty three year old six, you're now a nine to me. But, but, but when I was twenty three, I wasn't thinking Not that at way. all. You don't give that because you're that same age. Yeah, but now that I'm like thirty seven, like. The fact that they're 23, they just have that hard body, well, that's that thing, like, fit thing. Even just, the chub is different. It isn't that loose chub. It's like a firm. Well, you're talking about your chub or, or no, their no, chub? No, no, their chub. Right. My chub is still. <laughs> your chub is still firm. Still firm. Unless you're on coke. Yeah. Well, then it's still pretty good, too. I just got to get there. <laughs> it's about getting there. Once I'm there, baby, I'm there. All right. But you know what I mean? Like, it's that firmer chub, like those uh, bamboo pillows. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a nice firm chub. It's not like an old uh, feather. No, you're right. I'm telling you, there are girls that they're soft. They're rock soft. Their girls, their faces are just like, eh, but their body and the fact that they're 22, 22. you're just like, yeah. And the fact that you could still score a 22 year old makes them hotter too. Because I don't know about like, that. Oh, shut up, dude. You know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I'm saying I can't. I don't yes, go you out can. and do it. I don't go do it. I you can, though. But I can. But you dude, have. I had, a, I had an 18 year old say she wanted to go home with me the other night, and I had to just about face and get the fuck out. Was of it your kid? <laughs> was it yours? Yes. <laughs> Wait, so 18-year-old says she wanted to bang she, you? Yes, yes. She wanted, I was getting ready to leave, and she's like, I'm going with this guy. And I was like, I got to go. And really? I just, I just turned around and walked off. But, but you thought about it? Well, of course I thought about it. He went home and thought about I it. Went home, I drove home with no hands on the steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> good, good call, though, Greg. I was, you got those – that's like I got buddies that are like, oh, dude, I met her. No, she's, she's, she's young. But like, I'm like, how young? And they're like, she's in her early 20s. How, how early? 18. I'm like – you gotta stay away from that. I can't even no, watch. I can't even watch porn like where they go teen porn. I don't even click on that. Are you kidding me? You watch that? I don't get out of that category. Come on, <laughs> no, it's teen, and then whatever freaked out fucking amplifier I want to put it like teen first time. Oh, that's a great search. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're not worried about turning your computer in, and all of a sudden it just. What? I'm not. Listen, I'm not the regulator. They're supposed to be regulating to make sure these girls are 18. I'm not in charge of that. Come on. As far as I'm concerned, once it's on their website, I feel like it's cleared the vet. So you just put your trust in the internet. Yes. <laughs> just like every other guy in this room, you I fucking don't. lying Teen porn, I, I click out of it. Even though I know the actresses aren't real teenagers and that they're the porn stars, because I can recognize them from milk porn also. It's the same girl. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I like to recognize the couch. It's like, yeah, I know that couch. That oh, sorry. <laughs> Some lady just walked in and turned the, closed the door. She heard and the look of camera. disgust on her face. <laughs> she looked like she threw up in her mouth. She was literally like, "What are you guys talking about?" But she still, she still is kind enough to to quietly mouth the words. Can I close the door? <laughs> that was so funny. I feel so bad now. It's a comedy show. She thinks differently of you, Greg. No, she doesn't. No, she already, she already assumed. My problem. She she saw me and was like, "Oh, that explains." <laughs> close the door. Oh, yeah, teen porn's hot, man. So anyway. Uh, uh, you ever look at you. upskirt stuff, uh, the upskirt videos? No, what's an upskirt video? Nothing, forget it. 
Look, Bubba knows what I'm talking about. Now, Bubba, you I know that you're married. Do you still watch porn? No, I don't watch porn. Come on. I honestly don't watch porn. Why? Want to save that juice? Um, many reasons. One, it's not. It's not religiously ethical. Oh, come yeah. on. oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. You're back over. Yeah, over I'm there. actually in the middle of my fast right now. So oh, okay. okay. So, you know, what religion gotta, is this? I don't, I don't really call it religion. I'm just spiritual. Like, I okay. got a relation with God. Yeah. So right. when your fast is yeah, over, do you watch? Jankinism. When, yeah. yeah. when your fast is over, do you watch porn or no? <laughs> no, I don't watch porn. I don't uh, watch porn. Have you ever watched a porn? Yeah, I've got, I mean, I'm, I'm a guy. He's been yeah. in like thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've watched a porn before for sure. Okay. But no, I don't. I don't. I don't watch porn. I mean, I. It's not that I have a wife. I think you know, if if she was into it, we'd watch porn together and stuff. But you know, she's have not you into asked it. her she's into it? She said she would watch porn, but I don't watch porn, so it's not right. like, hey, babe, I would watch porn. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let's watch some porn. It's just like, so oh, keep it on would? deck. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And keep it on deck. If we ever need that, babe, it's good to know we can yes, just exactly. flip it on. And you're I'm cool. 27. When we're 37, it's like, hey, you know, yeah, right. turn that on. Let's, let's, oh shit, there I am. I didn't realize right. her phone was running. <laughs> shit, click that off, baby. Right, right. right. But it, it's something to, to hold on to later down the line, type yeah. of thing, you know. But right now we're. We're young and full of energy. Yeah. And, you know. Have you ever been to a strip club with your wife? No. She would never go to a strip club with me. She wouldn't want me to go to a strip club by myself. But she would watch porn with you. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Huh. I've been to a strip club with my fiance. It's fucking hot. Nice. Yeah. There you go. I don't think she can see. Like, if we watch porn, it's like those girls can't touch me and I can't touch them. You, know, you can't touch thought. the girls at a strip club. You, you sure you can. What? Well, you're it's not supposed to. on which club you're Yeah, at. give me a Tyler break. Tyler can't touch they, the girls. <laughs> they, t- they put your hands on them, those strip yeah, clubs and, I've been to. Yeah, 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 yeah I've yeah, seen, I seen dudes get roughed up, though, if they touch hey, the dancers. You ain't been to Spirit right now. <laughs> I, was at one, I was at one where I kept touching the girl, and the door guy, the bouncer, kept walking in. He goes, hey, there's cameras all over this place, you know? I'm like, great, enjoy the show. Like, what do you want me to do, man? One of the funniest strip club stories I've been to was the girl was on doing the pole trick and then she was wearing these like cheap heels so she oh, just comes nice. down the heel breaks from her shoe yes. spurts out and hits a girl in the face oh. Oh. and the girl starts crying awesome. I was dying laughing so <laughs> God, you gotta be there for that oh, <laughs> those are the risks you take when you sit at the rack uh, it was unbelievable <laughs> that's true so uh, that's true. anyway so uh, back to what was I talking about so I had a rough day yesterday because my I, I drove to wrestling practice, which is like my highlight of my day. Yeah. To coach, and then my uh, me and Brian Swinehart came. B Swine who's helped me coach. Got and a nice hair there, kid. We drive over there, and then my car it turned. Oh, I went to go pull the car up a little more. It turned on, but it wouldn't drive. So what? then, yeah, like something, and then all of a sudden, all these lights started showing up on the dashboard on the Honda Civic. It said like so a key like light. It's an electrical problem. I don't know what happened. I had to call a tow truck. I, but then, then like 20 minutes later, I go check on it. The car starts. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm driving to the home. Cancel the tow truck. So I left the other guy at practice, the other coach at practice. I didn't get the coach. That was just fucking annoying. You know, it was just long day, bro. Long day. Long day. And the, but before that, I found out that those MMA roasted videos I do, mm-hmm. they're not doing anymore. The company that I was doing them for, that was paying me for them, blah blah blah. They said that the budget, yada yada yada. So they can't – they have to move out to other shows because one guy quit and then the, the other oh. producer was going to come over and they needed that producer for something else. It was a whole thing. So that, that just sucked because I, I really enjoy doing those. I love doing the cameos. But, you know, and I was getting paid. I, was, I wasn't getting rich off of it, you know, but I was getting some money. And I'm just like, ugh. It was just – I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I tried to look at the silver lining. One door closes. Another one opens up of – 
I'm spending a lot of time on these MMA roasted jokes. Yeah. And I could be doing it on other stuff. I have a movie I'm trying to produce. Yeah. I have another TV show I'm trying to sell. I'm shooting a TV show next week. I'm doing the MMA awards. Maybe... Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You know, I wasn't gonna. Re- I can't. Re- I can't retire off this money. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. I'm not losing fifty thousand an episode or something. You know, so I just said, okay, maybe I have to reevaluate. I like tweets from last fights. That Text was from my last favorite. fight. No, Text th- from last fight. That was funny. That but, was my favorite thing that you. But did these videos were funny videos. too. But it's just like, what are you gonna do? What, I mean, I did yeah. everything I possibly could to get hits. I to I you know would DM all the fighters. Please you know tweet this out. Did everything I could. So it sucked. But I called Tyler. Tyler lifted my spirits a little bit, and then I, I had. That a probably show. explains why you didn't call me. <laughs> and then I had a, and I had a, I, had, well, I had a show. I had a show last night. That's the good thing about comedy is that no matter how bad your day gets, you go out and do some comedy. Do comedy. I did. I did Jay's show last night. Oh, fun! And it was packed. I had a blast. It was fucking therapeutic. So you know, is this good. the one that's at the nightclub? The yeah, new, yeah. The one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That's great. Man. And then you know, I just—I mean, there's certain things you control, certain things you can't control. That's right. But I was—I was bummed. And you didn't pull any beef out of the show. Any beef out of the show? No, there was no beef to be pulled. I mean, there was a little bit. There was some hot chicks, but I just—I went there. I left. I had to prepare for. The he pump. was looking for therapy, Greg. Yes, he was looking to listen. He looks for almost everything at the bottom of a vagina. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, uh, it's usually found there. It <laughs> is. Listen, all your fortunes are down there. Yes, uh, but but you know, but the thing about you know, I, I mean, wrestling. I, I was talking about you know, I'm trying to get Tyler to come coach with me. Like wrestling, I love coaching because the, the sport did save my life. I mean, my, my, I would not be doing comedy. I would not have a podcast. I would not be an actor. I wouldn't be a host. Wrestling is what, like I was a kid when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, I was running away from my house. But I was, I mean, literally, I remember I got sent to boarding school because I was hanging out with the wrong kids. I was, in yeah. my school, I, my whole thing, I never had a mom. My whole thing was like, I gotta be popular. I really wanna be popular and accepted. So I hung out with the worst kids thinking that like they would be, think I was cool because in my school, the bad kids were popular. Right. Those kids just bullied me. Right. I, I mean, I, you just wanted to hang out with them to be I just in that wanted, circle. I just wanted to be seen with them and then yeah. these kids like, I mean, they would make me cry. They would beat me up and they would torture me. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, they and were then, the bad kids. They were the bad kids. <laughs> and uh, as far as like, and my school was very anti-Semitic. I remember like the, the Jews, like we, we controlled the bar mitzvahs in seventh grade. And then in eighth grade, all these kids, kids would hand out pennies to Jewish kids in Long Island. They, they would just, <laughs> they would just be complete dicks. Yeah. They would make fun of the Jews. So it was just a, it was a rough time. But when I got into high school, I found the only thing I actually was good at was wrestling and the only thing I felt good about was wrestling, and it was one of those things. Like I actually built character, I built strength, I built confidence. So for me to give it back to kids in middle school, which was the worst time in my life, is 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 godsend. I mean, I, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. So that's that's I don't know. That's that's my wrestling spiel, which is why I'm trying to make this movie. Yeah. And uh, so far, we have raised twelve thousand dollars. Obviously, you got. I'm gonna you know, need... you give back so much, both <laughs> in school and on Tinder. Oh, you're, you're just such a giving person. Oh, whatever, dude. I, I am a pretty giving person. Saint Adam. Uh, wh- what do you give back? Th- that's what I'm saying. You're Saint Adam. I'm selfish, Greg. No, you're I not. You're not selfish. I don't give nothing back. You you give back laughter. No, that's true. And I actually teach stand up, and I help these young comedians out tremendously. That's true. Although I so. think you have a lot of courses that are maybe a little one too many courses. Like he he has he has an intro to comedy. 
Then he has a no, host. Then he have a hosting class. I do have a hosting. Then you have a featuring class. No, I then don't. Then you have know how to deal with heckler class. I do have that. Then you have uh, where to put the microphone <laughs> class. Don't have that. Uh, then you <laughs> <laughs> how many classes do you I, have? I took his uh, one day intensive on stool humping, and it changed. <laughs> it changed my act completely. Yeah, he went from being booked to not booked at all. <laughs> I'm telling you, these are miraculous <laughs> workshops. But you also have to keep in mind those classes are one night classes. Okay. They're not like six week programs on that one thing. <laughs> oh, okay. It is meant to get you in there, coach you up on that one skill, and yeah. get you the fuck out. Yeah. Because they are specific skills that most comics are bad at. Admittedly, I mean, admit, mo- that's, why do you think clubs have guys like us, they're always asking us to host shows? Because we know how to do it. Because we know how to do it. Because generally it's the headliner that has the skill set, yeah. but is not actually the one that does the hosting. Usually you have a shitty young comic host. The West, the worst. You, you go back and work East Coast a lot, right? Yeah. On the East Coast, they don't. They on the West Coast, they usually have like the youngest comic host the show, which the is worst. so bad. On the right. East Coast, well, because I, I lived in Boston for a while, and they would generally put the best comic as the host, and they would have you host and close. That's why they have me and Adam host. I've seen ho- so many host kill shows where like. They'll start doing songs in between. Which is why I teach a class on it. Dancing or Because if you are a good host, you can actually get booked a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every show needs a good host. And if you're a young comic who's good at it, that's the best way to start getting booked. And that's A now. Hey, buddy. Um, Eddie just came in and touched my bald spot. (laughs) It's really quite a generous moment. Nice. Uh, But that's why I teach that class. But it is just one night because you don't need more than one night to show someone how to host correctly. Oh, yeah, you do. Well, they have to do it. But, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I yeah. understand what you're saying. I, uh, so I, go I went, fuck yourself, Adam. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Nice we can't all play Tinder all No, day. listen, fuckhead. You're, you're, you're <laughs> a great comic, and, any, and anybody would be lucky to take your, take your class. You're, you're, you're one of the, my favorite comics in the world, which is why I have you uh, here every day. Thank you. But that is the small way that I give back. Uh, meanwhile, I'm trying to, like, live better. Like, I, I eat, like, such shit. I eat out every single time. I never. I don't That's know how to. Tough. I don't know how to cook anything. Uh, so I finally went to the, the grocery store, and but like uh, then I realized the stuff I was buying was like frozen PB and J's. They're what? already frozen, so you just take them out. What? They, they <laughs> sell oh that, God, and then yeah. they just uh, you leave them for twenty minutes. I'm like, guess not real cooking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's sitting that's, there. That's straight that's, up just defrosting. That's thawing. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, Yo, I thawed some PB&J today. The, he should put out a thaw book. You know? <laughs> Adam Hunter's master thaw book. You've thaw heard, a meal in under 20 of, minutes. You've heard of the raw diet. The thaw diet. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I have like cereal. Uh, I have ice cream. I, I, gotta, I don't know how to cook anything. You know how to cook? Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. You I'm a, good a cook? great cook. I'm a great cook. Really? Yeah, I, yeah I've been. I'm I can't good. make anything. I'm on the grill in the kitchen. I'm a good cook. That's why. That's why I hate the, the, the one of the things I hate about the road is finding decent food to eat. Yeah, and then like if I'm ever in a condo and they have like a kitchen, I'm always I always cook. Always. Do. Uh, Can I tell you which which chain seems to have figured out where we're going as comedians? Where. Applebee's. <laughs> I don't want to eat at Applebee's, oh. but I eat at it almost every trip I take. Really? They are always where I'm at, and they're always the only thing where I'm at. There'll be nothing. It'll be a car dealership and <laughs> Applebee's. Yeah. They're fucking amazing. These guys, they have figured it out. I think that's their angle, though. Is there they're is. Like so mediocre that their angle's like, well, we'll be the only game in town. Right. We'll go where <laughs> no one else is going. And then people will come. Yep. And that's how I wind up there all the time. Uh, we're doing this thing right now that, like, was started about three weeks ago, where me and my wife we can't, and, and I hate that it started right before McDonald's went 
breakfast and, all day. And breakfast all day. Because that <laughs> McDonald's is my favorite breakfast. Like, yeah, but they didn't include them. the McGriddle. I'm like, fuck yeah, you. How but McGriddle's like McGriddle. seasonal type of thing. McGriddle's like it'll pop up every now and then See, just to the keep, just to keep it spicy. But we're we're doing no fast food. Like if you can, really if you can go through a drive thru if it has a drive thru in any way, shape, or form, you can't eat there. I love that your you wife's sh- in camp too. But you yeah, shouldn't. When I cut weight, my wife cuts weight. You were an elite level athlete. You should yeah, but be then there's times like you got to put premium fuel in that machine. Absolutely, Man, absolutely. Be- but then there's times that like you've eaten for the last six days, you've eaten Subway because you've been so quickly on the road, and then you're like, you what know is that what? fast food? Subway is? No, yeah. it's not. It's it's not because there's some. Sub- yes, it is because they put subways in gas stations. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. worse than a drive. Yeah. Subway's yeah. not fast. Are, okay, what about Boston Market? I love Boston fast Market. Food. That's fast food. Fast food. Because but then, the only reason why I say Subway because it. there's certain things at Subway, like like at McDonald's, you can get a grilled chicken salad or something yeah. like that. But most of it at Subway is something that you would make at home anyways, like a, a little sandwich or something like that. You know, <laughs> obviously without all the crazy, you know, so other extra stuff. Though. My wrestling, of, uh, my wrestling coach in high school. My wrestling coach in high school, like one time after our match, drove us to McDonald's and he said. You all have to get salads. <laughs> we're like, we're like, that's we the first so time they ever heard. Thirty-eight salads. Uh, Thirty-eight salads. Pull forward. My, my coach was so funny. Like, like we would like we would like uh, we don't have enough for thirty-eight. <laughs> we have. We three. would have like we would have like road trips, you know, because a boarding school in Maine. We would have to travel four hours for matches, so we would take these vans and they would put the vans down. At, like the seats down, and we would just wrestle. <laughs> we would show up to the school wrestling each other in the vans. And, but some of the funniest things we heard, like one time there was a, uh, there was there was like these kids were actually passing around an orange, right? And then they were like they were fingering an orange, and uh, wow. they were like, "Wow!" They're like, "It feels like a pussy. It feels like a pussy, right?" So then said, one, the, <laughs> said the kid who hadn't touched a pussy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so one kid came home. I remember Jay Schroer. One came home and fucked the orange, right? And yeah, then told the pe- one that everyone was fingering. Yeah, the one. Yeah, oh. and then and he then he didn't even get a new. One. <laughs> that's like sticking your dick in a bowling ball. <laughs> and then he t- and then he told people. And then the next day, like everyone's like, "Hey, Jay, got any oranges?" Like he became the orange. The guy. orange fucker. Yeah. The orange fucker. Yeah. The rest of the season, like of course. Why would he tell people? <laughs> you don't tell people. You just do it and you throw that orange. Away. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oranges says like, the professional. No, gonna, orange. no orange is gonna rat you out. <laughs> he ratted himself out. What an idiot! Yeah, you deserve on... to be Ryan the Orange Fucker after that, or whatever his name was. Yes, Jay. 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 Jay, Jay the, the I love you. Jay. Jay the Orange Fucker. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, back to eating healthy. I'm trying to eat healthier. Uh, I'm trying to live cleaner. <laughs> now that we're done fucking fruit, back to eating. I healthy. was always a dirty kid. I honestly, like at summer camp. My bed had flies around it. Like I was oh, the only one. I was a, I was like in fifth grade. I was a filthy animal growing up. I didn't really learn how to be very clean. Right. So I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm making an effort. I, I have a cleaning lady come every every week. Pay her pay her, nice. pay her hundred bucks. Yeah. She, she cleans, cleans my place. place top to bottom. Yeah. I, I went out and got some some fruits and salads and chicken and so turkey. So what's the and, weirdest thing you've ever fucked? Like an animate object? Like what's the weirdest thing you ever put your dick in? Uh. Nothing, but I but I I have fucked up on lotion plenty of times. Okay, like I thought, like oh this oh this tanning lotion will will be good as moisturizer, and, and then like <laughs> and then have like almost severely burned my cock that way, you or like tanning lotion? or like my I think I might have used bronzer one time, and then my cock fucking turned turned brown. <laughs> Did it but get... it looked fantastic <laughs> on camera. <laughs> yeah. It looked all the pictures were gorgeous. Everyone's like, "Did your dick go on vacation?" God, he looks so refreshed. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that I, I I've mistaken lotions a, a plenty. What about of you, Tyler? What's the weirdest thing you ever put your dick in? 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When you're t- when you're young, when you're a teenager, when you're a kid, exactly. When you're a kid, you'll like, do weird shit like fucking orange and shit. Like everybody, I think, has put their dick in something weird. Uh, no, I would not. Say you never fucked the couch. You never fucked the couch. I never ne- fucked a couch. No. What about Greg? Since you want to answer the this couch, question. I think the couch is the weirdest thing. Come I've ever on, tried give to me fuck. a break. The I'm couch. Trying to think. I'm trying to think, but I think the couch is probably the weirdest thing I ever tried to fuck. That's really that's it. The couch. I think so. Hmm. And I only think it only went on for a second. I was like, this doesn't work. Somebody <laughs> might have told me. He's like, dude, if you fuck the couch, cause it feels like you're fucking a pussy. I'm like, okay. I've, I've like, tried oh. fucking pillows and stuff. It doesn't, it never works. Yeah, it never it works. Never, it never, never works. works. Think it's not, yeah, nothing. And in high school, one of the worst experiences of my life was in high school. Because the kids would, you know, you live in boarding school, you have a, you, you have a roommate. Yeah. So I like, you can't jerk off. You got, you got to do the old roommate test. Like, hey man, you're awake. You know, yeah, and then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully you hear nothing. But the kid was awake, so I went to the bathroom to jerk off, you know, and like yeah. turn the lights out. I was getting into it. Then I hear giggling coming from the fucking, the, the bathroom stall. And uh, my friend was beating off. In, in, the, other in the other stall. That's great. But then he told everybody that I, he caught me jerking off, even though I caught him too. Totally. But he was a kid what? that you would know. Bro, so listen, we listen. were joking off together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, listen, I'm in the bathroom jerking off, and guess who I caught jerking off? Well, because he, but the thing was, I had like a very – I was like the, the, the leader of the school in some ways. I was a, the star state champion wrestler. I was perfect. It was very unlike me to go jerk off in a bathroom. Yeah. you know. So, But because he caught me, he told everyone, and it was, it was rough. Like the next day, kids were pointing to me at lunch and like giggling and stuff. It was like 300 kids in the whole school, so everyone knew. We had a guy in my neighborhood that we called Foxbox because his name was like Steve Fox. And he had the, this, these boxes that he'd lined up and dressed up. He'd put clothes on these boxes, and he would unzip the pants and socks no and way. fuck the hole in the box. And he like had like like a like a wig head at the top of the boxes and shit. And, and so and yeah, and like he would a, fuck this like a corrugated cardboard box. Yes, and he would what? yeah, like a couple of them stacked up. The top would have like a shirt on it, and, would, <laughs> and the bottom one had. I'm not even joking. He had he made this in his room and he would fuck this box and so we all called him Fox Box. Fox Box is great. Fox Box. Was a, my first week of boarding school, I was in 8th grade. I was the only 8th grader there. I was 13 years old and these kids in my dorm had a circle jerk where they're like, they got into what? a circle and they all beat off. They had like a race. See, That's the worst. So I then like they told somebody and they had to go in, separate, in front of the whole school talk about this. So they had a school meeting about it. And I'm sitting there like, where the fuck did my parents send me? These kids are all standing up. These five kids like, I'm bisexual, crying, and this one and that one. They're all talking about. And I was just like, yo, this whole conversation <laughs> is just <laughs> so out of the hair. Like. I'm looking at each of you like, what were you guys? Do-? At no point, at listen, no we point. We don't all listen. get pussy just thrown at us. Right, right. We don't but, get blown. We don't kick out of school for getting blowjobs at right. 15. I understand. Yeah. And I can, I can understand this. <laughs> but when I was 12 years old, I wasn't sitting around thinking, you know what? I'm going to put my dick in something. <laughs> And I don't care if it's human or not. I'm gonna put my dick in something. I just never. It of just course, never you think that when mind. you're 13. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, don't be sick, Bubba. You don't be a Bubba, weirdo that, about it. You, you weren't here. He was expelled from school, yeah. but he was a senior for having sex. We're getting a blowjob from a girl, and somebody found the the, no, the thing yes, and, and I posted read, it. I reread up on it, and yes. it was it was very informational because I hadn't read that one. I've read all of them, but I hadn't seen that one. That what one was called, it? Read what? It was the article that they they had. Oh, they put it, it in like a school paper. <laughs> no, it went to like the it was district huge. court. Like he almost oh. he got kicked out of the school for getting yeah. a blowjob with a, a full ride to like 
you know. Oh right, right. Fifty different colleges. Right, so really <laughs> and then college. I got I got expelled three months before graduation. Uh, two weeks before state championships and a month before nationals. Oh shit! Being the number one wrestler in the country. So it just fucked your life up. No, nah, it actually didn't. It, you know, like like Phil was saying, it kind of you know prepared me for you know not doing anything crazy or later right, in life. Right, right, right. And the, you know, it was I was seventeen, the girl was sixteen. She was an ex girlfriend of mine, so it wasn't like nothing crazy. You know, it was, it was just because you did it at school. I wasn't even in school. Yeah, that was a whole, it was a whole case. So it got, it got that makes no sense. Huh? That makes no sense. They, they were they were trying to make an example out of him being a, a black athlete, two and a half miles away and from a white school. Girl. Yeah, it's because no, you were she was she wasn't white girl. She was a white girl. <laughs> she wasn't a white So they girl. just didn't like black people. <laughs> they just threw the book at me. It's yeah. Virginia. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't really understand how, like, the area of Virginia still is. You know, yeah. it's it ain't – I wouldn't say it's not Mississippi. It's not Alabama in the sense where it's, like, full-fledged races. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you you get caught in – say you're delivering packages in, in, in a white neighborhood. Before you get to your last door, the police will show up. Wow. You know, it's one of those kind yeah, of yeah, wow. areas. <laughs> I mean, you're That's like crazy. you're delivering newspapers, and by the time you know, there's a black guy rolling down the street on his bike delivering newspapers. Oh, well, let's go check him out. Yeah, you that's know. not your fault. That's black people in general. <laughs> <laughs> plus, you know, yeah, man, was, plus the newspapers yeah, came yeah. three days late. Yeah, so, <laughs> it was it was Friday. Monday's Tuesday's news on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the new, What's in the movies this week? I don't know. Let's find out next Tuesday. <laughs> About, speaking of which, the Reebok T-shirts came out. There's a big. Uh, I heard about this. So I haven't seen anything about it. Okay, fill me in. You give me all <laughs> my MMA news. Okay, here's what happened. So Reebok, everyone is very angry at the whole Reebok deal. Yeah, you know, the terrible. fighters are getting screwed left, left and right. They made a bunch of cuts, this and that. They're being underpaid. Well, Reebok came out with the T-shirts. So they were Ireland, a picture of Ireland. And it said UFC Ireland. However, they left out Northern Ireland <laughs> in, in, the, in the picture of it. So a, a, a part of the country was gone. Was gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> say in America, you cut off Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even worse because the whole like, like history of Ireland Coast. and Northern yeah. Ireland. And then not only that, it says uh, Reebok thought it was a good idea to put show your UFC territorial allegiance. Ooh. Which is like yeah. that's not really what the UFC is about. Like we don't really go by territorial allegiances. I mean, yeah. maybe Brazilians will super root for the Brazilians, but but it's more like the fighter that we root for. It's not like the t- yeah. it's not, we don't really want. They just p- recently started kind of doing the whole team Europe versus Team America. I mean, like we don't want to promote wars. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so they, if this goes to the Olympics, <laughs> things could get real. So then they I mean? apologized about it. They didn't mean to offend anybody. People were very upset about it. Uh, Irish fans were like, what, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Yeah, so, I live uh, up here. But yeah. the, the thing about stuff like this is, you like when stuff like that comes out, it it blows my mind because you know there's How like several channels. There's yeah. several like it, yeah. it's not like just one. Like, hey, Greg, go make us a UFC Ireland shirt. Like, it's a couple of people. It's got to get checked off by a few people. It's got to go to printing. All that, and they 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 missed. A chunk of the country. They made like a, a sort of political statement, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, what, what yeah. I don't. Thinking? I just. I don't understand. I think what happens is that you have people that are in advertising 
They don't. They're not MMA fans. Yeah. They're not UFC Clearly. fans. Clearly. I mean, they put you know Giblert Melendez. They put their. <laughs> they put Mark Hughes instead of Matt Hughes. Yeah. I mean, they just they Kevin made all. Lee was an Asian. Yeah, all kinds of people. <laughs> all kinds of people that have nothing to do Here's with the Chinatown phenom. So they think. <laughs> oh, people think. Oh, Terry. They, they think that they. The UFC fans are, are morons. They were like territorial allegiance. Yeah, we'll get behind that. Yeah. They, they don't understand that. Like these are very educated fans. They're not not all of them, but a, a lot of them are. Uh, a majority of them are, and they're not just going to like be gung ho. And they're going to also notice if you're missing part of the country, uh, yeah. especially in Ireland. So well, and Reebok isn't like like an MMA brand. No, well now it know? is. Now well, obviously they're trying to be, but these kind of obviously they know nothing about sports. So anyway, uh, speaking of which, Conor McGregor offered to step in and fight Dustin Poirier. So Dustin Poirier said, "I'm not fighting anyone." Which I think you know what I, I understand both sides. So you know people were going to try to find give. Poirier, a short notice opponent. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Joe Duffy canceled the fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know that what's his name got uh, Norman Park. Norman Park. No, not uh, Johnny Case wrote, mm-hmm. I would love to fight in Dublin, Ireland on two days' notice in Brazil, two weeks. The self proclaimed diamond is not a fighter. So Johnny Case says, uh, Dustin Poirier responds by saying, fuck you. Uh, on Twitter, to which Johnny Case says, says the guy that chose not to do his job and fight, the choice was yours. No need to blame your team. So he's saying his team's, uh, I guess Poirier is saying his uh, team is saying, you know, we don't, we don't, they don't want me to fight. Yeah, but no, that's blame your team. That's who keeps you in the game in a sense to make you make smart decisions. Yeah. We're all, we're all fighters. Eh? I would say 98% of the fighters that are fighting aren't scared to fight. You know what I mean? Call me tomorrow. I'll fight. But that's why we have the people around us to say, you know, the same thing with like football protocol. All those football players who get knocked out. And yeah, they want to go right they back, they on, go the right back on the like, field. Give me they don't care that you just got rocked. You know what I'm saying? But there's people that keep their careers longer. They keep them safe. I'm a fighter. Of course, obviously, I want to fight, especially if you're going to pay me. or whatever. I mean, A lot of us will fight for free if it's, you know, a bar situation or something like that, you know, (laughs) we'll we'll take on a couple of a guy, you know, but it's like to say, Oh, you know, don't blame your team. Those are the people. And I, and I like case and I like Dustin. I, you know, both of them are, you know, friends, not friends of mine, but I just know the guys who through MMA, it's a small world, but to say that one fighter is afraid to fight because it's a short, it's smart for him to have a team to say, Hey, this doesn't look good for us later down the road or or right now for a short. You also train for one guy. You spend six, Four months right. training, training for training Joe Duffy. Which, right. Joe Duffy, because after the fight's is. over, no one's going to be like, "Whoa, you know." Only, only in certain cases, like with the uh, Mendez versus, only in certain cases did they make it a big deal that he didn't train. And, and he still, was his, 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 but his, it still his, counts on his record, and it's, still his stock went down. It's still, he's not he's, as yeah, exactly. He, he trained for Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy couldn't fight. Okay. Honestly, I don't blame guys. If I train for one guy, a specific skill set for a guy like okay, Joe Duffy, who's a boxer and who's got you know this and that. Yeah. No, if then, they then change, what? They changed. If they change a lot of different things about it, you know, they they want to give you a Lamborghini and you know a new house and you know they want to change everything. Not just like okay, well this guy fell out, you fight him. It's like okay, you got to do something for me because I'm go- I, if you if you look out for me, I'm going to look out for you. Obviously, I know it's not in my best interest career wise. 
guys to take this fight on such a short notice. But if you're gonna up it five hundred thousand dollars and you know give me what it, let me go and pick out whatever car I want at the car lot because I've known they've done this for some fighters. Yeah. Then. I'm I'm gonna go pick out me a Lamborghini. I'm gonna get ready for this fight. I'm gonna weigh in and I'm gonna receive my extra five hundred thousand dollars because it's about my family at that point. But if yeah. it's a career choice where it's just like, well, everything's the same, we're just gonna change your opponent. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, yeah. I think I think fight fans are so fickle and like there's such a double standard because we, we love those guys that are tough that'll like drop like fight at the drop of a hat and they'll, they'll and we good, we yeah. love those guys. But also when you look at a guy like Dustin or or anyone who's trying to make a smart business decision, so he's he's slated to fight. Duffy that his opponent falls out and he's probably going to get a lower ranked opponent so he's got more to lose like he'll mm-hmm. probably beat if they he probably beat nine times out of ten he probably beat whoever else they threw at him but mm-hmm. say someone catches him with a punch or whatever then he then he's dropping in the rankings so he's it's like dropping in the rankings, there's he's this dropping double in standards. his opportunity that that loss can give you to can set you back a year yeah. of uh, in a year from now or six months from now I should be fighting for the title the way it's scheduled the way I'm fighting the way the guys who I got on my right radar I should be fighting for the title in a year he or also got like knocked that. out you by McGregor a, in one round yeah he's coming off a win. But he's not coming off 10 wins. Right. It's not no. like this guy's right. confidence is fucking booming. He's, he's also at a weight class higher. He went to 55. He's up at 55 now. And he, yeah. he was at 45 two fights that ago. That could set you back so, years. And you know, just because Connor volunteered today, they wouldn't let him do that. No, they would never let no. Connor. But he's got to fight but I, Look, hey, look, it's a smart move by, uh, by Johnny Case. All of a sudden, everyone was talking about him. You know, Johnny Case, guys, now his name's out there as a guy who's willing to fight anybody. Johnny Case is a guy that should be doing stuff like this because Johnny Case is a good fighter, but he's, he's in that stack of guys that are tough, good, but no one's talking about. And I don't blame him for doing this. Uh, good for you, Johnny Case. Another guy who uh, we're going to talk to right now, Kevin Lee. Kevin who has Lee. been making major headlines because he has been talking a ton of shit about Sage Northcutt. <laughs> um, I read some of his uh, tweets. So uh, we are going to talk to Kevin Lee. I love this I dude. think Sage's uh, nickname, if we gave him one, it should be Sweet Tea. <laughs> Why? Sweet. I don't know. It just seems to fit Sage North Sage Sweet Tea Northcutt. Let's, so ask, let's ask Kevin Lee what his nickname should be. Sweet Tea. Sweet Tea. So nice on a hot day. Hello. Hey, Kevin Lee. Yo, what's good? What's up? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Bubba Jenkins, Tyler Bowe, and the Greg Wilson. How are you, man? Konnichiwa. I'm good. I'm good. Are we on right now? Yes. Live. Live. Well, it's not, it's not live. It's tape. But we're, it, it, we're, we're really never live. Yeah, but <laughs> well, hopefully soon we'll be live. Now, Kevin, you have been making major headlines as of late. Uh, you have a big problem with this guy, Sage Northcutt. You said if he fought you, it would be the shortest career he's ever had. <laughs> Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is high profile, you know, because guys come in, they, uh, you know, they get a one and done all the time. But, but he'll be the shortest high profile career that the UFC's had, for sure. So you're, for wait, real. If he fought me in December, it'd be a wrap. So you're, you weren't impressed by his performance against. Uh, that El guy Vato Loco. Uh, against uh, what's his name Trevino? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I mean, come on. You you supposed to do that? You know, you supposed to do that when they give you a fat, out of shape. You know, the kid had a muffin top. You know, he wasn't ready to fight. You supposed to go in there. I mean, he didn't even hit him. You know, the kid slipped on the first punch, and uh, you know, when you that out of shape and you that nervous, anything that you get touched with is gonna uh, is gonna put your lights out. So, 
I ain't never fought a Trevino, but it, it, whenever you do, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to, you know, yeah, usually, it, it ain't nothing to be impressed by, you know? It's like, it's like a dude like, who says that he takes care of his kids. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to do that, you fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> now, but what about, I mean, what about the fact that he does that really cool front flip? You know, that, that's not impressive to you? Do I think that's impressive? Yeah. You know what? I've seen Dana <laughs> reposted that. You know, I'm going to take a video of me doing that front flip. Really? uh, Let's see if Dana reposts it. Wait. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's a fucking front flip. It doesn't have anything to do with fighting abilities, fighting. I mean, come on. Wait. How many thousands and millions of people can do do that front flip? You can do it? I don't know. I never (laughs) tried it, but I'm (laughs) Give me a week, and I'll be the best front flipper this side of the fucking Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I mean, a lot of people are saying that you're jealous of Sage Northcutt. Are you you jealous of him? Come on, let's let's be honest. Uh, Probably. Probably. (laughs) Right, yeah. you are because 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 you think that like look you you're you're ten and one you you, you did all this stuff you, you took uh, the I keep the fight on short notice since the, you knocked out James uh, Munsari's last fight and you're not getting all this you know treatment that they're kind of giving to this kid. I'm, I'm eleven and one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eleven Hello. and one first. Yes, and yeah. Yeah, you you yeah, you're probably right. I mean, who doesn't want an easy road, you know? That that that's what he's getting and, and who doesn't want that? So yeah, of course. Of course there's going to be a little I mean, it's not only jealousy, but you know, I'm also sticking up for for the rest of the fighters, you know? It, it, it's insane that he he gets more press than than fucking RDA, you know, the champ, you know, who who is uh, you know, I don't I don't really like him either, but at least he earned his spot, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if a guy earns it, okay, fine. I won't say shit about it. But when you don't earn it, and it's just given to you. Then you know. Then then I'll speak up and say some shit about it. You know. And it's real for him to, you know, for him to be like, you know, is it jealousy? What do you think? And he's like, yeah, it's jealousy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got no problem telling you it's real. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm jealous of the mother. I'm trying to be his. You know, it's yeah. it's a I real. Mean, yeah, he, probably. He ain't lying I mean, I was. It. You know, I had I had the same shit going on when I was wrestling. You know, when I wrestled in college. Guys have been wrestling since they were like four or five years old. I mean, Bubba, you know, like guys have been wrestling since they could barely walk, you know. And I always put a, a target on the kid's back because I didn't start till I was sixteen, you know. Right. But I would, I would go out and I'd fucking put him on his ass, like, okay, since, since, you know, I guess it's a little bit of jealousy, you know. I wish I had that book. You know, since I don't, I fucking fuck that guy. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly fuck how you feel. Guy. I know how you feel as a comic. You know what trust, I'm trust me, there are plenty of comedians out there doing it two, three years. All of a sudden, the next big thing that they don't have an hour of material. They don't even have a half hour, yeah. and the industry is just throwing shit their way. Totally. And you're like, "What the fuck?" So I know exactly how you feel. You like fuck that guy, man. I know now. Sage was I. I hear sixteen and ten as a high school senior in wrestling. <laughs> do, do you think you could beat him? That in the is very <laughs> impressive. That, I mean, and especially in the great state of Texas, you know how how how. You know how they're known for their wrestling up down there. <laughs> so you don't think so you you don't think this guy Fister is like a legitimate threat to him? Do I think Fister is? Yeah, I think I think Fister would get fisted in fucking RSA or something. You know, like, <laughs> Fister doesn't even belong in in the fucking UFC to begin with. Uh, you know, and, and I've said that long before. Fister's even we fought on the same card in Broomfield. And, you know, I've I seen the kid all – and I'm like, who the fuck is – like, they got a water boy up here. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, you, it's, a, it's a fight promotion. You know, you have to have guys to win and you have to have guys to lose. But when you got a guy like Fister, you like clearly – 
you are just brought in. <laughs> and you, you're accepting it for a very small amount of money. You, you know, I don't know how valuable his brain is to him, but he, he uh, or his dignity or anything, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't see it the kid's deal, but, uh, you know, he, he is not UFC. I mean, he's so far beyond UFC level that it's laughable. Now, we actually have Sage Northcutt here in studio. Uh, Sage, would you like to talk to Kevin? Nice. Hey, hey, Mr. Lee. How's it going, man? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, uh, Mi- was- Mr. Lee, I saw your tw- I saw your tweets on Twitter, but I was in class and I, I didn't get a chance to check my Twitter till I got out. But I'm I'm really honored that you would tweet me. Really? Now, how do you think you would do against Kevin Lee, Sage? Oh, I I, th- I think I'd do really great. I mean, I think he's a really cool opponent. I I'd be really honored to fight him. And if, if Dana and like the um, the Fertitta brothers would be interested in that, I'd I'd really be interested in fighting. Uh, Kevin. Oh, God. See, somebody called in to MMA Junkie when I was on there last week and was like, oh, bring Sage in. I'm like, that would make for boring-ass radio because he's going to tell me how much he respects me and how much he blah, 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 blah. You know, that shit will get old very quick, and he'll find out, you know. He'll yeah. find out once uh, once he's up at TriStar, he loses a few fights, and then Faraz gives him the boot, you know. Uh, once Faraz stops, you know, dick-eating him all the time. I mean, He'll for- find out very quick that – yeah, but you I mean, know, nobody but, in this business actually likes you, you know. I'm, well, I mean, Faraz said he's a young GSP, though. Yeah, but GSP. I mean, <laughs> not only was he with him from the very beginning, but GSP is a multiple time. I mean, he's one of the best martial artists ever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Faraz is giving the boot to a lot less guys than that, especially guys who aren't aren't even fucking Canadian. Come from Texas, which is as far from Montreal, Canada, as you can possibly be. Actually, you can get quite a bit further from. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I'm I, pretty sure you know if you go to the South Pole or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> now, now, Kevin. Uh, a lot of people got upset that you called him a rich, privileged white boy. Uh, they were they were calling you racist. Uh, personally, I don't think you're racist, but uh, do, do you regret calling him the white boy comment? Do I regret calling him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, that's what he is. Like, I didn't get <laughs> right? that either. You know, like people were were hitting me up about that, and they're like, you know, oh, you're you're a racist asshole, and all. Like, that's what he is. He's a a rich white boy. Like, you know, what what else am I supposed to call him? A a a a, a privileged Caucasian adolescent <laughs> male, or what am, you know, what am, what am I supposed to call him? That's what he is. You know, I'm not gonna call him a Mexican. I you think know, the, uh, the, I think the technical you know, term is cream about Brazilians and. Now, you know, it, it's it's crazy. Like, they, they fucking – people are like, oh, if he called you a poor black boy, would you get offended? I'm like, no, that's what I, that's what I was, you know. I, I'm, fucking, I'm black. What do you want me to say, you know? If yeah. you call me a black boy, yes, that's offensive because, you know, there's fucking 400 years of, of discrimination against black people. There's never, nothing against white people, you know. White people just want it all. They want to be able to say whatever they want. You know, they want all the money. They just want it all. Like, God damn, like, let us at least. Like, I'm I'm black, you know. I, I That means I can say nigga and I can say honky at the same time. Like, let, I didn't get my 40 acres and a mule, so let me have that. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't want it all, though? That, that, I mean, well, you, you, you I mean true. True, but <laughs> I ain't going to give it to you either, you know? You did no. get 40 white girls in a school, so that's pretty... <laughs> that's even out. No, I, first, personally, I don't... You know, you calling him a pritch for the white boy, it's trash talk. I, I, think, I think anything goes in trash talk, personally. Yeah. And I don't think you actually meant, like, oh, he's anything wrong with being white. You just said he's... He thing, is, if, you, if, you, if you support, like... You know, Mexico versus Puerto Rico for Cotto and uh, 
and Canelo, or if you go, you know, Brazil versus Ireland or, or whatever, if you support that kind of idea, like the nationalistic or whatever, like, you know, to me, black America, white America, those are two different, you know, we, we, we grew up in two different, uh, uh, we might as well grow up in two different countries. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you support the rest of that, you'd be in a hypocrite. If you, if you say, Oh, now you can't go black versus white people. I mean, that's great. I understand what you're saying. I, I personally, uh, I, I I root for people who black, white. If they're American, I root for them. I even root for them if they're not American. Uh, so I understand what you're saying. At the same time, I think that you know you could get your point across. I mean, I understand why people. I don't know, man. Just now, now, now that you're explaining it, I'm kind of on their team. I think I like it better before your explanation, to be honest. <laughs> I'm kind of with your explanation. I like the explanation. I don't want it to be a white versus black American. Fuck that, dude. Well, no, but he's just nothing. saying. He's just saying. If he's white, I called him a white boy. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I get exactly. that. But now, I mean, that's what it is, right? but, now, but now he's saying there's like two different teams. I don't want to have to choose a team. I just want to – I'm on Team Bubba. I'm on Team MMA. Roasted. I, I, I think that's. I think that's the next season of the Ultimate Fighter, isn't it? Yeah, white versus black. black. White, white versus black America. And then you have Sage coach the black team. He coaches the white team. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really happy to be on whatever team would would want to have me. <laughs> now it's, it's it's Ultimate Fighter, the MLK. <laughs> but no, basically he's got to walk. You know, in a sense, in in a. Uh, the phenom, he doesn't walk thin lines, as as you can tell the way he talks, the way he, I mean, he he'll he'll crush the ice, whatever. You know, I'm pretty sure he doesn't make up like, you know, he sees a pretty girl, he's not gonna make up any kind of crazy line. He's just gonna go up to her and be like, look. I, I like you. I've been staring at you, and I want you, kind of thing. You know I want. I mean? That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and so he's right, right. So he's not going to tiptoe a thin line. And when you're talking about when when a black person calls a, a Caucasian a privileged white boy, obviously the racial tension is going to be there, and there's going to be that thin line to oh, you got to be careful with this. You got to be PC. You got to make sure that you're not you know tipping over. It, He's not going to walk that line, especially if he's saying how he feels and what he feels doesn't have nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's a black kid from Detroit and the white boy's from Texas. Texas. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that I'm calling you something and whatever I say you are is a fact to me. Yes, you are rich. Yes, you are white. Yes, you're from Texas. So in my head, to translate that in my trash talking, it is a privileged white boy who has been given everything, period. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about this thin line that everyone else is like, oh, you know, what it, well, let's flip it around. And says, what if he's called you a black boy? Yeah, you can only say that because black boys, when you say black, there's that racial tension against black people that we've been living with and dealing with for so long. But there is not that, that tension with white people. When you when you go out and say, oh, white person this, white person that, it's not like, oh, you know, oh, well, well hold up, well, wait a minute, you know, because we live in what we Yeah, but not all, all white people are from privilege. And not all black people are from right, the ghetto, right. but the, you know? the statistics are very much in the opposite direction. You get what I'm saying? Like, not all white people have been privileged. Not all. I mean, I know some in my hood. I know white. <laughs> you know, I know white yeah. people that grew up right next to me. But then also, not every black guy's been not every, I, yeah. I know some rappers' sons who are rich. You yeah. know, and never not known what it was like to go to the dollar store. You know what I'm saying? So, but the the statistics are 
are are drastically in the yeah. opposite direction. You know what I'm saying? So when they walk a thin line of how you're going to start depicting people's talking trash, especially when it's to grab the attention of the fighter and of the fight fans laying, saying, hey, I want you guys to know that I'm all about jacking this guy up, fighting this guy, whatever you want to do. I'm not here for the racial tension and things like that. If y'all want to bring that, y'all can bring that, but I'm right. not talking about that. What I'm talking about is the fact that I don't like what they're doing with this guy, and I want to, I want to jack him up. No, and I understand that. And I, I, yeah, you know, I mean, no, you hit, the, you, you hit it right on the head, you know. That, I mean, that's pretty much, you, I couldn't say it any better. <laughs> I, I said it better for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't say it any better. You know, it was a 20-minute interview, you know, and at one point in the interview, uh, you know, we, we started talking about my actual opponent, uh, Leo Santos, and I, and I, you know, I called him a Brazilian. You know, I, I said he was like a slow Brazilian guy or old guy or whatever I called him, you know, but nobody talks about me calling him Brazilian, you know, but everybody just wants to talk about the white boy thing. And it's, it's like, it's fucking stupid, you know, this is just what... He is. You know, it's just how I felt. You know what I mean? It's just what it is, really. That's what it is. So, yeah. Now, you, you, are, know, you are, so you are fighting the side of Santos, who has not lost since 2009. Uh, are you worried about his jujitsu? Nah, no, nah, not really. Uh, you know, I uh, I train over at Drysdale's with the best black belts, and, and we're bringing up a couple. Of guys are getting ready for No Gi Worlds uh, two weeks from now, so so I've been doing the No Gi Camp with them. And, uh, I mean, they got some crazy good black I mean, like, you know, Leo was one of the best black belts in the world, but at like 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like when he submitted George uh, with a flying arm bar, you know? Right. He, that was 10 years ago. Like the game is different now. So so I'm bringing in like the new guys, you know, and I've been working with them. And, you know, I'm at the black belt level. So I, I ain't too worried about it. You know, I think he's slow. I think he's going to get beat up. You know, I, I'll be, you know, I'll watch out for him. You know what I'm saying? But, but. It's not even. It's more of a filler fight than anything. It's a fight to make a good paycheck. <laughs> now, if you, well, it's good to get out overlooking them. Now, um, if you, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, it's if a filler you, fight. Smart, <laughs> right? Get to, <laughs> get to Northcut. Now, if you do win, though, are you going to call out Northcut in the octagon? Oh, he's already called out Northcut. Absolutely, especially. I mean, he's, I know he's, he's going to do gonna the destroy, flip. He's going to destroy uh, Fister. You know, he's going to look like fucking amazing doing it, which he should. You know, Fisters, slow Fisters. I mean, the worst lightweight that they possibly have on the roster right now. So he's going to destroy Fister. And, uh, you know, that's two days before I fight at 194. And he's goddamn right. I hope he's in the crowd. I hope he's in the crowd. I hope they give him, like, front row seats, you know, yeah. to, to see me whoop on uh, Leo. And, uh, hell, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Kevin. Honestly, I've been a fan of yours since, you you know, we've been friends for a while. You came to the show. You're a good mm-hmm. dude. I think I, I honestly think this guy Northcutt is the best thing that happened to you. The best thing because now you're making all this like you got this kid who they're obviously rolling out the train. Like every Superman needs a Lex Luthor. Uh, you know, I really think this is this is this is good because they're bringing him out and you're sort of like the the legit badass from Detroit who's gonna be like, no motherfucker, I earned it. I'm the real deal. Get this kid out of here. I think it's actually good for you. You you got damn right, yeah. And and you know, Chael Sonnen said it best. You know, he said the easiest fight for the most amount of money, and uh, that's what it is. I mean, he's the easiest fight in the division for me for the most amount of money. That's what it's gonna be. And you are with Tip a Fighter, by the way. So if you, uh, if you yay yay. So if you like Absolutely. the way, if you like the way Kevin uh, comes uh, fights, if you like this interview, throw him some money. Uh, throw Kevin some hey. money. Help him train. Listen, Kevin. Tipafighter.com. If, you, if yes. you ever get, if you when you do fight Northcutt, I hope it happens. <laughs> 
Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell one of your trainers to sneak in a bag of marshmallows. And then when you knock him the fuck out, I want you to take that bag of marshmallows and dump it all over <laughs> Why? Why marshmallows? Because he's a marshmallow. Why <laughs> he's a marshmallow? He's a white boy marshmallow. A white boy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the white boy I want you to dump a bunch of white marshmallows all over his sleeping body. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure they're minis, too. Yeah. So it's a whole bunch of them, and it needs a fucking mess for the UFC to clean up. Now, That'd be great. Now, it seems that Sage... Page and Paige Van Zant are together. I don't know. It seems like now. Are you are you worried? Are that, they really? That's just, that's just the word on the street. Uh, oh, that's fucking. That's going to be man. the whitest kid ever. Are you going to steal? His, <laughs> oh my! God. Are you going to steal Paige Van Zant after you knock out Northcutt? <laughs> She'd be a one and done. No, I wouldn't steal her. She'd fucking annoy the shit out of me uh, constantly. She'd be a one and done. That's about it. It sounds like they're going to open up like a candle shop together, like Sage and Paige. <laughs> Come on by Sage and Paige for some candles. You know, I think that's exactly why they're putting them main and co Yeah. You know, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? But now, how do you, you know, think? How do you see is like trying to, you know, they're trying to play up every angle that they could. Now, how do you think you would do against Conor McGregor? Against Conor? If Conor ever comes up to, to 55? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'd ragdoll Conor, you know? Not only that, I mean, Conor, he comes uh, to Vegas every now and again. You know, Conor puts on, like, this big old hoopla and shit whenever there's, like, cameras and media around. You know, he's come to the gym a few times. He walks to the gym with his head down, you know? He don't, he don't you know, unless he got, like, you know, sometimes he comes through with his little entourage of people or whatever. Then he's talking shit when there's like big dudes around him that that stop anybody from from coming over near and near him. But when when he comes to the gym, uh, you know, if he's dumb enough to come to the gym, he never works out with us. He never spars with us because he knows that that we'll give him the business. You know, uh, we'll we'll take it out on him for sure. But when he comes to the gym, he don't ever have shit to say. You know, he don't ever say shit to nobody, and uh, you know, he keep his head down. So I think he uh, I think he can be broken. Well, we have and to, I think he's way too small for 155, too. Well, we if actually, he tries to come up to 155, he'll get ragged out. We actually have him in studio right now. Connor. First of all, if I come through your gym, it's because I plan to buy it. <laughs> I'm not there to wrestle around with a bunch of amateurs. Now, Connor, how do you think you would do against Kevin Lee? I don't know because I don't fight anyone that I can't see. <laughs> oh, because he's black? That's right. <laughs> Someone turn the lights on so I know where to throw a punch. Really? So, you, so he's like too dark for you? No, he's just not in my league. He's not even qualified to talk to me right now. Wow. Kevin, did you hear that? But he's on the same podcast. I mean, come on. I mean, what I'm are you gonna, here on this podcast because I about? own the podcast. Are you paying this man to do this? Are you paying this man to do <laughs> so, this? So now? if you fought Kevin Lee, Connor, how, how would that fight go? First of all, I wouldn't fight him myself. I'd send someone else to fight him first. <laughs> then I would show up and just do a little jig right there in the middle of the octagon. That's what would happen. Mark my words. Connor would get ragged out around the cage. You know, he's too small. You uh, can't you afford know, his, his a ragdoll that style. even looks like me, first of all. You know, we, we, me and him stand next to each other, and you can tell. I mean, he, he's too small. He might go, you know. Uh, he, 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 not only can he not wrestle, but... You know, he can't use his length. He can't use some kicks. I mean, he'd he be in a world of trouble. I you know, would never, I would never try like, to wrestle like you because Tarone I know how somebody, much you know? black guys like the redheads. <laughs> really? That's right. He'd be spending his whole time trying to date me. <laughs> you, wow, so you think you, you, you could ragdoll Kevin Lee? Of course I could. 
Why? Are you kidding me? Not just a rag ball, like a little wee rag doll that I rip the head off and take the stuffing out and use it to clean my ears. <laughs> wow. This is this is getting really, really weird. <laughs> I gotta, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm like actually like weirded out right now. <laughs> The accent is just not doing it for me. <laughs> you can't be Connor without the accent. I'm just saying. What Connor are you would talking be about? Connor would be a Connor nobody. Connor McCracker is here he to destroy you. You're the little phenom. <laughs> so you're the big phenom? I'm the, I'm the real deal. He's a shadow. He's a shadow? That's because he's black? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, you can't call a black guy a shadow in America. Is this, that's... Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be MMA roasted? Black versus white edition. <laughs> this like is exactly NWA. what you started it, and I'm going to finish talk? it. All right, listen, uh, listen, listen, <laughs> Kevin Lee. You're one of my favorite fighters. You're, you're a good guy. Uh, you work hard. Uh, we're all fans of you here. Uh, good luck in your fight. I will try to make it. Uh, you would love to have you back on the podcast. And uh, thanks for calling in, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hit me up anytime. All right, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you. Take care. All right, that was that was, that was Kevin Lee. That interview was brought to you by Tip a Fighter. Fighters are underpaid. We need to get these guys more money. So go to tipafighter.com at tipafighter. If you'd like to wait, Kevin Lee was on the podcast. Tip Kevin Lee right now. Also, American Icon autographs, the best autographs collectibles. Uh, you got, they have signings like guys like Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlouis Conan, and more, as well as D-Cypher, D-I-Cypher. It's the lifestyle firm. They can help people in confidence building, advising celebrities, help you reach your goals, youth and teen life coaching, whole family coaching, talk to people in need of a friend, uh, employee life coaching, and mental coaching. So check them out, D-Cypher. D-Cypher. So what did you guys think of uh, Kevin Lee? We forgot to ask him what his nickname for Northcutt would be. Oh, yeah, we forgot to ask him that. But, but, but what do you think about him in general? Listen, the guy's the best. <laughs> he is. Listen, I love it. Listen, he's smart. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's incredibly talented as a fighter. I love the guy. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for him. I think he's just, he's like, you know, some of these guys, he's one big fight away from being a huge star. Yeah. I, the thing I like about him, every time I, we talk to him or every time I hear him talk, I like him more and more because you're not going to get any fabricated, any kind of no, he's fakeness. The he's real. He, yeah. If you don't want him to give you an answer, that you that, <laughs> right. don't ask him a question then. If yeah. you don't want to hear the real answer to the way he really feels, don't ask him a question that's, hey, so, uh, you know, this whole new gay agenda, how do you feel about that? Don't ask him that question if you ain't trying to get, if you ain't trying to hear the real answer to it, you know? I mean, look, there is a double. He's real. Look, there are certain things that black people could say, like the N-word. I mean, you could say it if you're white, but you might not like the results. Uh, you might You might not like the what's going to happen after you say it. Uh, so, yeah, 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 yeah that one. Yeah. Uh, there's Nigga, certain, please. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I I'm mean, more black. Yeah, right, sure. Your 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 eye after the podcast. <laughs> um, so it counts. So yeah, I mean, but he's. I mean, look, there are certain things that like there are certain things that I guess we were white people are still paying for the 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 ancestors, you know, doing shit and stuff like that. And, and black people do have it have had it harder in this country, and it's, it's realistic. My grandparents were from Canada and Russia. You know, like that's, uh, but you know, I'm me being a white man. The nicest people and the meanest. <laughs> so, I mean, look, it, it, it's not all white people, it's not all black people. I think that Kevin might paint with a broad stroke, 
but so well, you know, here's the thing. I think calling him a white boy wasn't a racist statement. He was just saying he was a rich white boy. I don't think he, that's the thing. People are making it a racist yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's agree. not a racist statement. He's just saying he's a rich white boy. The same yeah. way he said in that same exact interview that he's going to beat up the Brazilian guy. When yeah. you say, oh, I'm going to beat up this Brazilian dude. Oh, no one said anything about yeah. it. Well, how do you feel about Sage? Oh, he's a privileged white boy. How, well, how saying? do you know he's privileged, though? How does he know he's actually privileged? I don't know. Yeah, that, I that forgot to ask him that question. Because yeah. his parents paid for private karate classes for <laughs> fucking 16 years. There are plenty of people <laughs> that are privileged to have karate classes. Who? Anybody? Go, go to the Y. Uh, and there's a local Y. You'll see karate see, classes. they don't even have the Y anymore. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe. Not I'm saying why. <laughs> This Friday night, there's some good fights on Bellator this week. Uh, Any white versus black? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Brandon yes, Hales. A couple of them. Brandon Housley, uh, who we, we actually saw him fight. We saw him beat Kendall Grove. <laughs> You're not a fan of him? <laughs> oh, that's the he, – he now was that's the champ, but he opinion. lost his belt because of the uh, – he missed weight, right? No, no. He's uh, – No, that's exactly wait, Oh, that's the guy? Yeah. Oh, that is guy. He, yeah, we saw him beat Kendall Grove. He's a good wrestler. He's built like an ox. I mean, the guy is like muscles upon mu- – almost like – uh, there's a lot of uh, rumors about him taking steroids. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was heroin. Um, <laughs> I really did. I he's, he's fighting. I thought this was steroids <laughs> in the butt steroids. Well, since you can't see Bubba actually making the steroid injection, there's no point of actually commenting well, on it. So he uh, did an arm one, and I thought he was doing heroin. <laughs> and then he said steroids, and I started. I thought you injecting your. I ass publicly have no comment on on Halsey and his situation. You know, right, just, publicly. Okay. Yeah. That's why. To you guys, I'm, you know, I'll say whatever I want, but, you know, all, all luck to the guy. So he's fighting Rafael <laughs> Carvalho. I just want to eat a sandwich. <laughs> Good luck. So tired. He's fighting Rafael Carvalho, who hasn't lost since 2011. Both have power. Who do you like in that fight? Dodgeball. Bubba. Dodgeball. Really? Yes. Why? Dodgeball. All right. <laughs> That's a weird one. That is weird. Do you Why, know? Are you friends with some of these guys or? Yeah, um, I used to be in their circle. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Right. Also, Brennan Ward, uh, who was, uh, actually had a lot of hype behind him before he got knocked out by our, our, our boy from uh, Binghamton. What's yeah. that? Uh, the barn cat, Tamden. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting Charles Ontiveros. What? Who... I thought he was fighting Paige. Oh, no, no, no. no. Brennan Ward is fighting uh, on the card. MVP, Michael Venom Page, is fighting Charlie Altavera. So, you know all the UFC cards, but when we get to this Bellator talk, you don't you don't know. Who's fighting Brennan Ward, you know? Michael Venom Page. No, but who's fighting Brennan Ward, though? Brennan Ward. No, he's not. Oh, MVP is fighting Charlie Ontiveros. Is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought MVP and Brandon Ward were fighting. No, 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 no. That would be a good fight. Instead, they're having MVP fight Charlie Ontiveros, who... Uh, is uh, had never had a Bellator fight. They brought him up from the art from Legacy or something. Who lost to a guy last year who was that five is and news to me. Who was I, five I and two? Not too long ago, I was just looking at it and Michael Page was. Fighting. Yeah, no, I wish yeah, he was. Yeah. They're still. It looks like they're still feeding him. He lost to a guy who was five and twelve last year, Charlie Antaveros, and he's fighting MVP, which is like, look, I like MVP. Love he's him. exciting. Love him. Everything you got to see this guy. He does everything unconventional, yeah. Greg. He's one of these guys that like everything he does. I he, like that. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Walk very, away. Very do a power. walk and then kick you in the face. Totally wow. flashy. But they're still feeding him guys, I think, to build his, his name up. Right. And that's annoying to me. Because I, th- I think he's won enough fights at enough karate tournaments in Europe and enough th- that they got to start giving him better guys. 
Uh, ben Askren tweeted that too, right? Don't you agree? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, and I think you know, even if he could say, you know what I mean. No one's obviously you're going to give this guy a, a whack fighter, but you're going to still pay him, you know, pretty good money. He's not going to be like, no, give me someone tougher. He's going to take that fight. But even he, you know, a, even after talking to him and knowing him, um, he's a friend of mine. Even after talking to him and you know, understanding what type of competitor he is he, even he is like, you know, I'm ready for the big guys. I'm ready for the big stage. I'm ready for the bigger names. But you know, if someone's going to continue to 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 give you, you know, fish for steak, you'll take that. Fish for steak. Yeah, um, right. We take, you mean take an easier fight for money? Yeah, yeah, for the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of Especially course. Especially if you can build, get a little bit more acquainted with. with I just want to see how good this guy really is. Yeah, I want. I actually. Does. I want to see does. if his actual his antics and his style translate. Will translate yeah. because right everyone, now it everyone is. Everyone does, but I want to see. Feel like someone's just going to try and take him to the ground and just make him but, stop. All yeah, that? but they're not putting him against any wrestlers. Right. That's, That's why I thought it was Brendan Ward versus Michael Page. No, it's not. Uh, and, That's and that, the fight that most people want to see. Yeah, I want to see if he could actually beat him. I don't think he. I, I don't know if he could beat Brennan Ward. I mean, yeah, Brennan Ward went down to Tamden. I mean, Tamden knocked him out. Tamden yeah. has, but Tamden has. Uh, he's surprisingly, he's surprisingly quick pu- yeah. and powerful, and he doesn't look like you know much of a fighter. You know? Yeah, if you picked anybody out of the bar to fight. He's going to be in your top five, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to fight that guy. I'm going to fight these other four guys. Depends and on that if guy. I'm in the bar. Yeah. Well, you're going to be in the top <laughs> five as well. <laughs> that Start guy. With him. <laughs> Start Bring with him. Bring me that chubby one but, right there. But, that, but, you know, the guy that knocked out Ward is co- probably, he just looks unassuming. You know, he doesn't So look, unassuming. He doesn't and he was coming look, off like a four-year layoff or right. something. He's not jacked. He's not, you know, he got a big chin with muscles hanging out of his neck. You know, he just looks like, oh, whatever. He's know? got a good fight coming up. He's actually in the UFC right now, Tandon is. And he's fighting Josh Samen. Which should be a good fight. Josh Seaman? Seaman. Seaman's a guy who knocked out. You know his whole life they've been calling him Seaman. Yes, that's why he could fight so well. So uh, New Jersey is trying, uh, (laughs) their judges are trying a thing, uh, a soundproof box. They're trying to put judges now in soundproof boxes. So they're not swayed by the audience. Oh, yay! Well, obviously some of them have been in a sight-proof box. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So... Very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, well, and that's the thing. Like their whole job is to not be influenced by the by the crowd. I mean, if you can't do your job, we got to make a box for you. Yeah, why you got to make a box? <laughs> like, like, do your job. It's a judge in a box. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you think it's a good idea? I think no. it's a good. I think it's a good idea. You do? Well, just because so. it's gonna, it's gonna. I think it's gonna. Enha- it's not a good idea when you put humans in the situation <laughs> to make them do a job. Sometimes that job is not done, and the sport suffers from it. The, the fighters suffer from it. So when you can fix a situation, whether it's okay, you can't hear. I don't think they got to put them in a box. Put them with some headphones on. Or something. I Soundproof say, box, yeah, man. I think, I think logistically, <laughs> logistically, they could give them noise canceling headphones. Yeah. I would like to see them in a clear plastic box. But yeah. the point is, <laughs> the point is, it doesn't. So we matter. know who the judges are. They're in the hot. And then if they get it wrong, they just like put gas in there. Yeah. <laughs> and we can just watch them but die. I think that's not the answer. The solution is they don't need to be in a plastic box. They need to know more about. That's what educated. I'm saying. They need yeah. to watch more fights, but they're not. But, right. but, the, I, but I could see them being swayed. I mean, I could see just people are human. At the same time, like I mean, I've watched fights with the sound off, and I've watched fights with Rogan's commentary or the other commentary, and it's a whole different fight sometimes. It's a whole yeah. different fight. Um, I often watch more times than not. I watch the fights with the fight, with the sound off, just so I can study it more. I can see more realistically who's winning and things yeah. like that. 
But when it is, when you have the people talking, it definitely, I mean, whether you can hear Joe Rogan or not as a judge, it definitely persuades you as far as what the crowd is, especially if you're fighting a guy from that area, that anything he does is going to, you know, ooh, ah, ah, and anything the other guy does, they're not going to say anything about it. You know, a lot of times, I fought this guy in Utah, from Utah, probably 500 people in the crowd were Wearing his shirt. I mean, I lied to was you. Was he not. white? He was a white kid. Yeah. Of course, it's Utah. Yeah, it's Utah. So I took the guy down. When you got there, they got one black person. <laughs> and it was my mom, you know? So <laughs> I took the guy down, and I'm cut, I'm literally cutting him up with elbows on top. I'm just raining on him. Yeah. And, and I, I haven't even stopped to breathe yet. I'm, I'm basically just Rodney Keating his ass. I'm yeah. just beating the hell out of him from on top. And they're booing. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the, the whole crowd is booing, but at no point was it boring. I'm just, I'm crushing this dude yeah. left and right. Like, where's my lunch money type of beatdown? Right. And, they, and, and they're like booing. Than so if, 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 if the judges were sitting there, you know, and they're seeing me on top, a, a good judge is going to understand that I'm doing damage. I should not be brought to my feet or anything of that, of that sort. But the referee who's also a little bit manipulated by the judging and the crowd and everything like that is all is going to be like, well, you know, it's about entertainment and they're not being entertained because, you know, this uh, is their guy. So they, he brought me to my feet after, I mean, but that's the ref's problem. Yeah, that's the he ref's problem. Up. But the judges are still there watching that. You get what I'm saying? So it definitely changes the way they feel about what's going on. So it, you're for the soundproof box. I'm for not letting them hear what people are doing. I wish they had soundproof girlfriends, like so they could just like, actually just like your girl comes home, starts fucking, then just go go in the box, and then you can just sit there while she's pretending to talk to you. Listen, half our audience wishes I was in a soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That it, <laughs> half the audience could hear the podcast live while it's going on because of you. I, I said Greg Wilson, the only comic that could do well at the Laugh Factory and the Improv at the exact same time. <laughs> Terry, I was at the house last night, and Terry, the owner of the club, comes walking. And she goes, "Greg, I heard you from down the street." Yeah. And I was like, "Good, well, people know there's a show going." <laughs> Have you always been this loud? Always. Like you were in the womb laughing? I, maybe I don't know. My whole family's loud. We're loud people. My dad was loud. My brothers are loud. We're all loud. And, but here's the funny thing: because I have so many brothers and sisters. Uh, at home, I was the quiet one. That's why you guys are loud. Because you have to be all, louder than the rest of the crowd. Ha- yes, if yeah. you're all in the room talking about something particular, you're, it's like being in the lunchroom. Everyone g- slowly but builds, surely gets builds, louder. Yeah. And then if you live that way for Yeah, I have four years, brothers and two sisters, <laughs> right. and I'm, the middle ch- I'm a middle child. Right. Wow. So, so you're competing. I had to be yeah. loud. So, yeah. so, so Bubba... Uh, as far as the weight cut, how's that going? It's going good, man. Um, I'm actually down to one. I saw 158 on the scale the other day. You got thir- 13 pounds to go. Yes, that was pretty early for usual. I mean, yeah. two weeks out, I'm 13 over. So are you so cutting out ice cream, cutting out cake, cutting oh, out pizza? i out of that stuff. Yeah. Now, are you, thi- are you thinking about after the fight what you're going to eat? Uh, no, I don't think about that anymore because it's a, it's a given. I'm going to eat crab legs. Crab legs. It's, crab legs. Without a question. What other question? You can't eat crab now? I'm not talking about after weigh-ins. I'm talking about after the fight. Well, I don't eat it now because, you know, I just, it's, it's, not a re- it's a rewarding thing to me. To yes. Yeah. You know, so after the fight, after Where, where do you go for the crab legs? 
sometimes I just go to the store and get them and make oh, them myself. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I like. So I, how does someone taste. like Adam enjoy crab legs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Around here, it's gonna be Red Lobster. I mean, yeah. or, or, or the crawl. Well, Joe's crawfish. Crab Jack. Red Lobster. Nice I always get worried about Red Lobster. I feel like they're like the special lobsters. They I, have <laughs> like they have like three legs. You know, like they just have yeah. like. Listen, listen I, that, I feel like when you're on the road, I, I like the Red Lobster. I do, but they always seem like they're like four dollars for some reason. I'm like, why is every other lobster like twenty yeah. bucks and Red Lobster? It's like seven dollars. You know which crab legs I don't I don't particularly like are the ones at the Vegas buffet. Oh yeah, when it's just a pile of ice cold I don't, I crab. Cold, I, I mean, I eat cold, them, but I I'm like cold this is crab. I hate cold seafood in general, other than sushi. I, if you have like cold shrimp and cold crab, cold mussels, I hate it. Look, I lobster, peeve. cold lobster, I hate it. If yeah. it's not hot and warmed and got butter for it, drawn butter. Uh, that's the one thing growing up in Maine. The lobster was so damn good. No, you gotta hit. You gotta hit up some of your friends from there and tell them to send me some. All right, I will. For real? For real. I'm not. Look, look at my face, dog. <laughs> Do I look like I'm drinking. <laughs> Call your friends. Tell them that, to send that's you some a, Maine lobster. Yeah, you ever go to Maine? The, the new uh, Maine lobster thing and they have it. Like somebody went on that like show. Uh, with the what's it, Shark Tank, Shark Tank, and yeah. had this lobster. It's like a lobster store, and then you they have them all over. And it's like it's called Me Lobster or Main. I think it was Me Lobster or Main Lobster, but it's yeah. actually really good. It's like you could actually get lobster there. I love it. It's in Vegas. I have it all the time. I'll go. I'm going tomorrow night. I'll go by Main nice. Lobster. Nice. It's in it's in the, the Miracle Mile Mall. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. right there. That's great. By the way, guys, uh, if you're listening, December twelfth. Uh, that week, I think the seventh to the twelfth, I will be in Vegas performing at the Stratosphere. So I know that whole week. That whole week is going to be great. It's uh, it's Paige uh, Van Zant versus Joanna Calderwood. Uh, that's on Thursday night. Friday night is to Frankie Edgar versus Mendez, and Saturday night is to Aldo versus uh, McGregor. It's like back to back to back to back things. I I'm I can't wait. What's the, what's the club at the Strat? What? What's the club of the Stratosphere? The L.A. Comedy Club. Oh. Yeah, 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 what week is that? They're moving it to the second week of December. Or the right. first week of December. But, uh, second week. By the way, so the Mets, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I've, I've always been a Mets fan. Oh. So we're in the World the Series. Mets, they're in the World Series. Want to hear something funny? So me and my dad are watching the game. My dad is the biggest fan. I mean, my dad, the whole, he has a you know, Major League Baseball pass. Mm. He watches every game. Every Man. game. God, and wow. he must smoke a lot of weed. Boy, for the, for the, the, he must have the patience of a saint. For the past, I mean, my dad went to the first game ever uh, in, in nineteen, you know, sixty nine. I'm not saying I meant they won back then. But the first game ever uh, back in, in like Brooklyn, we went to uh, back when they became the Mets. He, my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. So before that, so we're watching the game like. Like seven days ago, and Daniel Murphy's up. He goes, this guy's a bum. They, once they get rid of Daniel Murphy, the team will finally be good. Next year, get rid of this guy. Since then, he's homered every every day. Fire! He had he broke the record of seven home runs like in seven games straight. Yeah. So every time he's a home run, I call my dad and I just start laughing. Like yeah. I, I pick the phone and he goes, "I get it. Okay, Adam. Okay, okay." I go, <laughs> every single time he said the guy is a bum. Yeah, and then he's, he's making the team history. Oh, the team history, like league. History in general, like no ch- player has ever done it. Not no Met, no player yeah. has ever had seven home runs in a row. Who are they playing in the series? Uh, they're gonna play the Royals. Oh. I mean, well, I think so it, it has to, to, has to go the, right. Has to, uh, is it the Royals so haven't clinched yet? So no. the Cubs fans are like. Hurt. I just love it's that over. the Cubs lost on 
the Back to the Future game. I know, of course. That was great. Of course. Because I guess, I don't know if you know, back in Back to the Future, they said the Cubs are going to win 2015. And of win course the World they, Series. Oh, yeah. And they got knocked out on the day yeah. that, that they oh. supposedly came back to and won. Well, as I said, why would you believe Biff? I mean, he, like, he was the guy that said he it in the, the movie. Almanac. Yeah, but he, you know, Biff. You know, Biff, that's Biff. That's Biff. Who's now Biff. a comedian, by the way. You know, he that. was a comedian before that. He was really? always a comedian. He's a clean comic. Yeah, and he's very funny, actually. Is he? And here's the thing: is he actually has cards that he hands out answering all the questions that he gets over and over again. So you get the card, and it's like, yes, I would love to work with Steven Spielberg again. <laughs> yes, Michael J. Fox is the sweetest person on earth. No, I didn't, you know, uh, of course, I would be happy to do that. Like, and it's just a card I that need those. answers yeah. all those fucking questions. Oh, and it's just kind of funny, questions. you know? But he's a really nice guy, and he's a very funny comic. Yes, nice. that was really manure in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he, yeah, he answers all, it's just on a card. And whenever people start going, by the way, he just hands them the card. It's so funny, because you get these guys who were like, Infamous for that, like one thing, the one or thing, a yeah. couple things, like the guy from JJ Walker from Good Times. Yeah. Like he, he refi- refuses to say dynamite. He won't say dynamite. It's in his waiver. He will not say dynamite during the show. Yeah, he 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 will not say it. Won't say it. Uh, uh, Screech, yeah. like gets. He gets so pissed if you call him Screech. Yeah. Dustin Diamond. Like yeah, he, he's an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen him on TV a couple of times, and yeah. I've never liked him. No, <laughs> he's, he's like stabbed somebody. He was in jail recently for stabbing somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I sat a row in front of him in an, uh, on a flight back from New York. porno theater. No, 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 be- no. I saw him, and I didn't say hi to him because I don't know him, and I've— I've heard that he's not like a super nice guy. So I, but we got on the airplane. Turns out he was in the seat right behind me, the row behind, and I could overhear him uh, on in a, like a conversation with his girlfriend. And like you know, when you can hear like half of a conversation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he was just. Uh. It, there was a comedy club that like. They, they, they wanted to kill him because he invited all the wait staff back to the condo, and then he tried to hook up with the wait staff, and they wouldn't. So then he, he's like, "You have to get out of here" because he was doing drugs. And then he called the cops on them, and, and like, but they said that like he called the cops saying that they, they like were kidnapping him. He like couldn't like it was just this terrible like coke infused thing. Can you believe that a person that had such crazy early success in life would turn out bad? Yeah, it's so strange. Uh, that never happens. Never happens. Well, you know, we actually, when we did White Boys in the Hood. Yeah, he was a dick on he that. Was on, he was on, well, I, he wasn't a dick to me. And in fact, it, but the thing is, he came up to me afterwards like, I want to work together. I want to, give me your give me your email. Give me your phone number. I want us to work together. I want to do comedy and do tours together and all this. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I gave him my info going, please don't ever use this. Like, <laughs> I, not, I just didn't want to work with, you know, because to be honest, at the time, he had just started doing comedy and was the kind of comic you expected beginner comic to be. By the way, all the things that you heard about him doing drugs are allegedly. Uh, so uh, I don't know if those things are true. Uh, by the way, someone we have to call right now uh, is the number nine ranked 170-pounder uh, in the world, Stephen Thompson. He was 57-0 and 0 as a kickboxer. He, uh, wow. He, wow. He Knocked out our old co-host uh, Jake Ellenberger, who should right. be back soon, uh, in a fight I was at. That was that was hard to watch. It was brutal to watch, actually. So let's call Stephen right now. Uh, <laughs> so let's call him and relive it. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> uh, happens to be a great fighter. Uh, and people are like, "Is that going to be awkward?" I'm like, "No, it's a sport. You got winners, you got losers." Hello. Hey, is this Stephen Thompson? <laughs> yes, it is. How's it going? You're on the M May Roasted podcast. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, you're on the M. May Roasted podcast. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? 
Can you hear oh, me? Oh, I got you now. Yeah, I got you now. Oh, great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's uh, me, Greg Wilson, Bubba Jenkins, and Tyler Bow. How are you, man? Doing great, my friend. Doing great. Just got through teaching some kids' classes, man. And, and now I'm here in here with you guys. So great. ready to rock and roll, brother. Well, it's an honor, man. Honor to have you. I was actually at your last fight against Jake Ellenberger, who's one of my best friends. That was hard to watch as a friend of Jake, but you looked amazing, man. Congratulations on that fight. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, you know, you know, it was, you know, a, a huge surprise to find out that I was, you know, going to be fighting Jake Ellenberger, and actually kind of nervous because he's such a powerful dude. But, you know, I just kind of went out there and did my thing and listened to my coaches while I was in the cage and landed the spin hook kick, and that was all she wrote, man. Uh, it was unbelievable. Now, how hurt were you in that first round, though? He he actually caught you quick with like a, I think a right cross. How hurt were you? Hello? Hello? I'm, uh, like, barely yeah. getting you here, my friend. Uh, okay, can you hear me now? Uh, how hurt were you in that first when Jake tagged you with that right cross? Oh, yeah, man. He smoked me, actually. he I mean, uh, he hit me in the head with the right hand. Um, it was like a flash knockdown. Like, I could still see, but my legs gave out. So, you know, I just used my wrestling, shot in for his leg, used my wrestling to kind of recoup and get my composure back and, at that point in time, I was like, you know what? I'm losing. That's what I was thinking in my head. You know, I'm losing this fight, man. I got to go out there. I got to finish this guy. So after that happened, I was just, you know, on him. I was on him. I didn't give him any really room to breathe and, um, you know, and just finished up with the spin hook kick. Listen to my coaches in the corner. And when you listen for your coach, because sometimes they see something you don't see inside the cage, and I landed the spin hook kick. Uh, that was, it was a thing of beauty. Now, it just got announced today that you're fighting Neil Magny. Uh, are you excited for that fight? Uh, how are you going to train for that fight? Uh, he's a he's a very tall guy. He's he's a a good wrestler, good fighter. Tell us about your preparation for this fight coming up. Yeah, man, I found out like uh, yesterday that uh, I'll be fighting Neil Magny, who's not only a good fighter, but he's a he's a good dude, man, and uh, he's a pressure fighter. You know, he's in your face. Of course, he trains up there in Denver, seven thousand feet above sea level. Uh, he's a strong wrestler, so what better guy to have in your camp than Chris Weidman for that, you know? Uh, the the middleweight champ, you know, I'm going to be going up there to spend some time with him before he fights in December, and um, so I'll, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time with him for this camp. Uh, so that way I get that pressure, I get that strong, and nobody in the welterweight division is going to be as strong as, as Chris, so I'll be ready for him. What's your um, prediction for uh, uh, Weidman versus um, Rockhold? Oh man, yeah. Actually, you know, there was a lot of there's a lot of talk about uh, that fight and who's going to win based on their uh, performance against Leo Tomachita. And uh, of course, you know, Chris Weidman went all five rounds with Leo. Uh, you know, Rockhold finished him. I don't know if it was in the first or second, but uh, finished him with a rear naked choke. Uh, but all I can say about that is, I think Chris Weidman. Of course, he's a buddy of mine, obviously. And, um, he fought Leo Tomachita at Leo Tomachita's, I think, best. I think of his career and, uh, you know, did very well, uh, in some of those rounds without striking him. And Luke Rockhold actually in that fight with Luke Rockhold, Machida didn't, just didn't see himself. I don't know if he was just, uh, you know, mentally, uh, defeated after he fought Chris or maybe not wanting to work his way back up for the title. I don't know what it was, but he just wasn't the same. And, um, I think Chris has got it all day, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a great fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight so much. Uh, now, I was trying to get you on earlier, and they said that you you drive a bus during the day 
Is that true? Yeah. Well, we have a uh, martial arts school in Pensacola, South Carolina, called Upstate Karate. We got about 650, 700 students, and we do. We have an after-school pickup. You know, we pick these kids up from school. We bring them back to Upstate Karate. We feed them snacks, help them with their homework, getting ready, getting ready for their classes during the day. So it's a full-time thing, man. I drive. Yes, I drive short bus. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, that's it's, great. It's, it's, it's fun, man. Well, I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing on so many levels. Number one. Uh, like the fact that you're like this world class champion, and and you're still grounded enough to to drive a school bus is like amazing. On the other hand, I'm like, like you don't see someone on the Lakers driving a bus. Like, like why are you not like loaded and have millions of dollars? Like I'm just like, what the what the, what the, we need to get you you guys paid more. No offense. I mean, I think it's great that you do that, but Jesus, right? I mean, uh, uh, Greg, um, are you with me on this? Yeah. Is, isn't that Baba? I agree. Did she get this? Man yeah, I mean, by? yeah. Not everyone deserves to be paid <laughs> millions of dollars. You got to look good in a tiny suit. Thank, thank you, Conor McGregor. So, Stephen, what, what were you saying? Oh yeah, man. I, you know what? A lot of the MMA fighters, you know, all, all they do is they, they, you know, they train full time, you know. But you know, running a, a a family run business, we've been open for 32 years, man. You know, I've been, you know, started the martial arts when I was three years old and had my first fight when I was 15. But even at the, before that, I was helping teaching classes, and that's just something I love to do. And uh, you know, kind of a role model for the kids in the community and that come through here. We you know I live in a small town, so probably we got grandkids of students that took karate here, like three generations have wow. been been through upstate. And uh, yeah, man, so, you know, I just like giving back and I know what the martial arts did for me and has done for me. And, you know, I, I like going out there and, you know, keeping the kids active and watching their lives change, man. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's great that you do that. By the way, Bubba has this thing called tip a fighter where the, the crowd and the audience can tip you for your performances. I know with, Virtually every one of your fights being a highlight night knockout, except for the Matt Brown fight and maybe the Cote fight, uh, I that you would probably make a million dollars within <laughs> your next fight. So it's something that you might want to uh, think about. Heck yeah, man! I would love to get. I don't even know actually a whole lot of information on that. Uh, that would be really cool, man. I mean, uh, I try and go out there and put on a show and. And if, if if they could, you know, you know, tip a fighter, heck yeah, man, <laughs> that would be awesome. Nice, awesome, awesome. So I'll give Bubba your info, and we will take care of that. Now uh, I know that you're you were 57 and 0 as a kickboxer. Um, how hard was the transition as far as like the wrestling factor over to mixed martial arts? Well, you know, you know, like you said, I, I grew up, you know, in in uh, Kempo, doing Kempo karate. My dad fought back in the 70s and 80s. My sister Lindsay. You know, she fought kickboxing before me, so they're my inspiration to actually start competing. And uh, you know, doing you know, in Kempo karate, we do wrestling, we do jujitsu as well. But I definitely put down the back burner to focus on the kickboxing because back then, you know, kickboxing was fairly big. Well, MMA started coming up, and I found myself training with uh, you know guys like George St. Pierre, Rashad Evans, Nick Marquardt, and this was about the time where I tore every ligament in my left leg. Oof. So I was out for three years trying to, you know, rehab it and get back in the swing of things. And, of course, during that time, that's when I was going up and training with these guys. So I was like, you know what? Kickboxing was going nowhere. So when I switched to MMA, you know, as a fighter, my goal was to be the best fighter. And at the time, that's that's what, you know, that was the mainstream. It still is. You know, it's the fastest growing sport in the world. 
And it was a little difficult in, in transitioning from my kickboxing stance uh, into more of a, uh, uh, an MMA stance uh, for my style. You know what I mean? And I learned the hard way. Every time I was blitzing on George, he would just have to change his level, and I'd run right into a double, and he'd dump me on my head. So I had to do some modifications you know, to my stance and, and just a lot of trial and error, man. And, I, and to be honest with you, I'm still learning. You know, I, I came in the game in 2010 uh, not knowing a whole lot of wrestling in jiu-jitsu and just been learning – you know, as I move on, and you know, I had, you know, to say it, I'm I'm fairly blessed to be where I am right now. Now, and uh, the, I'm just gonna do it as long as my body will let me, man. Now, the Matt Brown fight—that was one of the fights. Um, was that the first fight you had ever lost in your life? Uh, full contact, yes. Uh, my full contact career, of course. You know, back in when I was young, I did a lot of point tournaments and things like that, smoker fights, and you know, I lost a few of those and. But it was my first full contact loss, yeah, in MMA, and now, did, man, learned a lot from that fight. Did that just crush you, or were you able to kind of like just ah, you know, take one on the chin, lost, learn from it, or were you one of those guys that just like didn't leave your house for a couple months and you kind of got in some kind of dark, <laughs> dark space? Because we get both of them on the, like the show. Yeah, man. You know what? I wanted to. I wanted to. I really did because I was supposed to be the hometown guy. Of course, it was in Atlanta, and my hometown's about two hours away. So I had everybody I knew at that fight, and um, you know it was a I was disappointed, man. And uh, you know I, I was still going through a learning process of trying to cut the weight. Of course, after my first fight, it was a spectacular knockout. Two days I get back from Vegas, they say, "Hey, be ready for early April." I'm like, "Uh, you know, okay, you're fighting Matt Brown." I was like, "Man, why does that name sound familiar?" Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize that this guy was, you know, a fan. You know, I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it." So I had a new strength and conditioning coach, and I got up to like 210, 215 pounds, and trying to cut to 170 just killed me. And I was done in the first round, man. Like I had no energy in the first round, no movement. I remember looking over, my dad's like yelling at me, move, man, move. See, I couldn't. But I told myself, this guy's not going to submit me. He's not going to knock me out. I'm going to give this guy hell. But uh, it was a disappointment, man. But, you know, that's what I keep good people around me, family around me to keep me up, you know, keep me positive and focused on my goals, and I was back in the gym, like, in no time. Of course, I didn't show up for work for a week because I looked like a freaking raccoon, and my eyes were swollen shut. Didn't want to scare the kids in my kids' classes, so I didn't, I didn't go to class. Well, I mean, look, since then, you've been on a tear. Uh, also, your brother-in-law, I actually read, is, is Carlos Machado, who I guess is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world, correct? Yeah, man, well, in my eyes, I think he is. You know, he's... He's been, you know, cousins of the Gracies, and, and he started, you know, with Hickson and Hoyce and, and those guys. Of course, he's close to 50 now, and he married my sister. They got four kids, and, and yeah, he's my jiu-jitsu coach, and, man, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. Now, I mean, your Thanksgiving must be insane. Just a bunch of tough bastards everywhere, right? Everyone's just a tough dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We're always scrapping. We're always scrapping. <laughs> uh, Bubba, any questions for the Wonder Boy? Nah, man, he sounds like a, a cool dude. I'd I'd want to go to his, his uh, little camp thing for the kids, you know, to to give back in, in such a small community like that. It just sounds like something you you know, as someone who likes to give back and likes to teach kids, it's something I would want to be a part of. Especially if if I randomly could go pick up the kids in a bus one time, that'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> you know, they you know they see these guys fight on TV, and then you know they're at the bus stop, and, and your driver's you know the number nine fighter in the world. It's you know, crazy. It's gotta be awesome. My bus driver could beat up your bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
he could. Right. Yeah, I gotta say, nobody nobody starts anything on my bus. Man, you know? <laughs> right. So we keep it real. And the, and the thing about him is, like, he you you gotta like the guy. You know, he he just seems like you know this southern type of cool guy, and he gives back by the kids. So something like Tipifier would be great for him because people love that story. People want to show him uh, support and want to give him you know tips and because he's an exciting fighter, he finishes people, but yet he's he's got such humility humility that you know he'll drive a bus to for your six year old and, uh, and teach him stuff. So I think Tipifier would be great for him. I mean, it's he, he's perfect. <laughs> uh, 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 Greg, man, well, I appreciate it, guys. Greg, any any questions for the Wonder Boy? I just think if if. If Bubba showed up driving the bus, I don't think anybody would get off. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be like, uh, I don't think this is the be? right bus for us. You know, there was a video of the uppercut bus driver. Ever see that video on uh-huh. YouTube? Yes, sir. I, I want to see Stephen Thompson versus uppercut bus driver. <laughs> for the, who's the toughest bus driver? <laughs> Spinning wheel kick bus driver. <laughs> Spinning oh, wheel like, kick I don't know about that, man. He, I don't know. Who put a hurt on me? <laughs> well, listen, Stephen Thompson, it's an honor to have you on. Congrats on the fight. I can't wait to see your next fight, man. That is going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, I'm picking Thompson on that fight. But uh, thank you so much, and we'd love to have you back on the show sometime. Oh, man, I would love to, man. I appreciate you guys uh, you know, having me on, and, and uh, you know, it's an honor and a privilege to hang out with you guys. All right, take care, man. We'll be in touch, All right. man. All right. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Take Bye. care, brother. That was Steven Thompson. What a nice guy, right? Super nice guy. I couldn't believe he was driving the bus. I, 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 he's like, yeah, he can't be on the podcast because I was like, that's got to be a joke, right? <laughs> but, but I guess if he, I mean, it makes a little. Bit, I feel a little better knowing that he owns the school. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's a family-run business. He's helping the family run the business. Yeah, if he, it's if not he, like he's like, I'm broke. I guess I'll drive this bus. That, that, that's what I thought for yeah. a second. I was like, is this guy like a like a New York Transit bus driver? Like, yeah, what's yeah. The, like? He's stealing the kids' lunch. For them to like, have good, like, great, fine. Everyone get on the bus. <laughs> but still, I mean, still, you would still think that like a number nine guy that like when you think you know he's the number nine guy in the world you think he's like in, a, in like a lab all day working on better becoming a better fighter not a lab well, lab but a, yeah 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 you know, he it's is. the family school but it's, so he pitches in you yeah know? but it's still, still pretty cool it I, I would love to be on a bus though, yeah. to have oh. 600 people that come to this gym that's a lot of people I mean yeah. you gotta have a good system if you have generations of people who are coming through because <laughs> yeah. you know that they can go anywhere they go to any gym they can go train anywhere but to, for them that, to keep you gotta coming. imagine that keep him grounded and and you know oh, yeah. probably a lot of fun for him too you know all the and this energetic kids seems like uh, I've, when I read about him he's a pretty religious guy too he seems like a I think he's a really good Christian like, and uh, if you beat up one of these kids you could always just say it's part of the training <laughs> that's, be like, that's what wrestling coaches have been saying for years right yeah. exactly like hey listen that's part especially of the in college yeah. especially uh, in college. you know what though I've had a um I've had a couple coaches tell me in their life that if they don't like a kid they'll tell another kid like. They'll put them in a circles of like, yeah. And I, I'm not really for that. Like, I, yeah, because well, you I teach agree. middle school, <laughs> yeah, so no one deserves that in middle school. But there are some high school kids that need to be put on their ears every now and then. Really? What? Really? I know they high deserve school. it, but I, but but I put doesn't that happen naturally as opposed to the coach orchestrating that? No, not always. Sometimes you know a lot of kids are gu- guided, and sometimes you don't put them in tournaments. A lot of times they are not in the toughest tournaments. I mean, I, I'm all about having kids get sharked, which I don't know if you know what sharked is. Meaning, well, like, you you'll have to fart, but then you shit your pants. That's sharked. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, but uh, of course, it's like it's like when a kid comes <laughs> when a kid comes late to practice, the last one the last one gets sharked, which means they have to wrestle the the sm- the smallest guy to the largest, and then back down. Oh my god, takedowns. Yeah, and. Uh, I've been sharked plenty of times, and it's not fun. By the yeah. by, like the fourth, fifth guy, you're just like, oh god, you know. Sounds exhausting. It is, you know. Yeah. Is he, have you ever gotten sharked? 
Not, I mean, I used to wrestle my entire team back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you would ask to be Shark. Well, we, we would play King of the Hill. I'd yeah, make it to right, the heavyweight, right. and I'd take his fat ass down. <laughs> and I'd start my way back down. I mean, the first ten matches, you know. <laughs> just, that was the one thing. The, 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 thing, like, the day week before I quit college, I did King of the Hill. I took down the whole rest of the whole college team, and I was yeah. like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, uh, there you go. I proved you know, my high school team wasn't much to – I mean, they were tough kids on there, but, you know – no one was going to college for wrestling. Maybe one or two. So it wasn't really guys. King of the Hills, like King of yeah, the Mountain. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was very, very small. But. King of the Curb. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so uh, Tyler, what do we have coming up? Uh, I'm hoping to pick up something at the Ha Ha tomorrow night. I'm at the Ice House on Saturday, and uh, and yeah, catch me on Twitter at Tyler Bow. And Bubba, anything? I'm chilling, man. Uh, Looking forward to the crab legs. Yeah, you can catch me in your local sauna, local hot tub, you know, (laughs) in the gym, training. Nice. I got a couple new tricks that I like as far as the camp's going. That's great, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm so excited. I want to be there so bad. I'm going to be the goatee off of Jordan Parsons. Do you have somebody uh, emulating Parsons at the Mm -hmm. the gym? Absolutely. Nice. Perfect. I mean, AJ McKinnon. Yeah, it's his girl. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's perfect because he's the same height, around the same length distance. He's a young kid, so he's very energetic, uh, really good with guillotines. You're really high on AJ McKee, kid. I mean, you think this kid's the next big thing? Yes. Going to be tough. Gives yeah. me everything I can handle. And wow. He's, and he's, he's a young, he's a young, young buck. I mean, but he's got good genes. Yeah, his father was, I think, one of the most underrated. But he doesn't fight like his dad. He, he he's just he's coached by his dad, but he doesn't fight like his dad. His it's dad, Antonio McGee Jr. Senior, was one of the most underrated. The guy didn't lose for like ten years, and yeah. just nobody wanted to fight him. He kind of got screwed by the system. Yeah. He, he was his own and man, he, and he was you know he was the Motown phenom before Motown. I mean, he he was never politically correct. Yeah, he, he yeah. talked. His way out of a lot of deals. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like, well, yeah, you, you me know. too. <laughs> but he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talk my been way there. right out of NBC. Right but, uh, <laughs> but on a good note, my my son hasn't really been able to uh, give me a complete sentence yet. He just has a couple words. But I I tell him get in his wrestling stance, to get in the wrestling slant stance, and double you to death. Nice. My son already before he even knows how to complete a sentence, he knows how to double leg. And there you go. It's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And Greg, anything? Well, you know, I'm in Vegas uh, Friday night uh, at the uh, South Point Casino. Saturday night, I'm at the Ha Ha right here in North Hollywood. And uh, Sunday, Sunday, I'm on the couch watching football all day. Nice. Friday and Saturday, I am at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. And October 30th, I am headlining the Hollywood Improv. So come to that. Yeah, that's going to be great. October man, 30th, exciting. Hollywood Improv. Do you get it for free if you wear a costume? No. <laughs> don't don't wear a costume actually because it's the day before Halloween. But I don't want to do crowd work and see people in costumes because it's like I'd rather just not do that. You know? <laughs> so you heard him show up in costume. Yes. <laughs> so uh, and annoy the shit. Show up as Adam Greg Wilson. The, yes. Yeah. Uh, so October thirtieth, uh, Hollywood Improv. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to our sponsors. Tip a fighter at Tip a fighter. Uh, sign up, guys. Wonder Boy looks like he's gonna sign up. That's pretty damn cool. Uh, also, D-Cypher, D-I-Cypher, they help in negotiations, in mediations, workers' comp, contract evaluation, salary negotiation, politicians and international conflict negotiations, MMA fighters and boxing contract <laughs> negotiations, car sales negotiations, mergers and acquisitions, real estate, 
as well as they consult in student advising, uh, contract, speaking engagements, and they do also youth and teen life coaching. What so, range? <laughs> so, what yeah. range? Listen, if you are trying to solve the Middle Eastern peace conflict or just trying to buy a used Hyundai, <laughs> these guys are there for you. These guys, that's range, man. Or you're a porn star. Yeah, you're a porn star. These guys. Yeah, can you imagine that cell phone? What are these like? Uh, listen, uh, I know, I, I know the Russians just bombed Syria, and I, I, we're going to get to that. But first, uh, listen, man, that's too much for an old Lexus. <laughs> you're going to want to make sure they throw in a warranty first. Now I got to get back to this ISIS issue. Okay, where were we, guys? So use the code Dodgeball. Also, American Icon Autographs. A-I-A-S-E dot com. Check them out for the best signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, everything else in between. Thank you, Sean. Take care, guys. Have a great week.